0: And I'm your host The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien.
1: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. It's time for another episode of Video Games Hot Dog. Gentlemen, it has been so long that I don't even remember what number we're on. Is this crap? Seven seventy? I have no idea
2: either. Seven seventy eight. Like one, it's like one twenty seven. I think it's one forty something. One, one sixty three. We'll figure
1: it out. We'll edit it in later. All right. Eh. I'm just going to say one twenty, one thirty, one forty, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I'll edit that together into uh, whatever. uh, (laughs) And it won't sound awkward or weird at all. No, no, (laughs) no. Okay. Riff, why don't you say a bunch of numbers and we'll see if we can put that together. Four? It's Riff's fault that we haven't, uh. (laughs) <laughs> haven't done an episode lately. That's not true. Riff that's, went yeah, away. That's Riff not went,
3: true. <laughs> Riff went
1: on a Martian holiday vacation. We haven't even recorded. We well, that was the first two. Thanksgiving.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had a Christmas. I I don't even remember how this show goes. Yeah. We we talk about what we did yeah. that wasn't video games. Like we went a Christmas. Yeah. We've done so many things. We escaped a room. Oh, that's true. We escaped from a time travel lab. Riff, you would have yeah. loved it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was it was so good it was so much better than the uh, it, you know you might come to San Francisco and it'll still be happening at some point and you yeah. can you can go do it the, both of them are apparently still running apparently running the first one still we exist outside of time now having escaped <laughs> that's true but uh, no it was good it was good it was so much better than escape from the
2: mysterious room or whatever the, uh, the they were different the, I, I feel like they were both like the, the the first one had more things for people to do and the second one was do you better think that, conceptually. Do you think that that's
1: true, I do. or do you think that it's just because the puzzles were a lot less compartmentalized in the first one? It seemed like there was more going on because there was more of a like discovery of what boxes the things fit into, as opposed to like here are all these boxes. Each of you go pound on one of these boxes.
2: Um, uh, I felt like the the first one. Was it's hard not being able to say anything yeah. about these things? I felt like the first one because
1: I don't want to spoil it for Riff. I don't care about ruining. Had it for more all bits and listeners. pieces <laughs>
2: to to assemble and and like think through. And the second one had fewer or easier ones, or you, you, it was a lot easier to just skip stuff. Sure, we like we did a bunch of sequence breaking without intending to, but there
1: was a sequence to break, which was interesting.
2: Sure. Yeah, that's and
1: true. the the puzzles were a lot more sort of cooked into the theme.
2: Yeah, no, it, I, like I will definitely It was a lot more cohesive as The narrative work. and the conceits and the tropes and all the stuff in the time travel lab were just better. There was a lot more flavor text was, in the yeah. second one. I don't mm. think that's uh, I don't think that's spoiling anything. Yeah.
1: How
0: did they how did they like were you teamed up with some other randoms that happened to be there or?
1: No, we would have been except we bought a whole block of tickets so <sighs> it was, you know, it was us and it was and it was noted lady Rachel Bess and and her husband Wes the animator and a yeah. uh, couple of a couple of the guys from the Thumbs office um Yeah, and then some other friends of mine from college. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was a. There were a lot of mystery hunt people on the team. Yeah, that that and, definitely helped. And we did escape, which is good because the rest of the guys in the office had escaped. Yeah, they were team earlier. number four to
2: escape, and yeah, we were team number ten. We were team
1: number ten. So out so of one hundred, if we hadn't made it forty, none of us were going to be able to teams? show our faces. <laughs> what episode <laughs> are we on? Here anymore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there have been 120 episodes of our Escape the Time Travel Lab podcast. (laughs) We finally did. That would be really the most boring podcast, because if there's one thing that those guys hate, it's people talking about details of their experiences on a podcast. You know, I guess for running something like that, it does just completely ruin your shit if like descriptions of the puzzles get out on the internet. I would be interested to see if they are out on the internet, because you really can't you can't pound
2: on Pandora's box. You can't hammer the shit. Back I don't think into they broadcast it. anything about. I mean, maybe there is a channel for escape the room games. Yes, yeah, there is. There is.
1: You just turn, you tuned to scrap, and what you wanted was some scrap metal
2: because right. that's got to be a kind of metal, right? Wow, if it isn't, we should make it. Yeah it's just a lot of like <laughs> samples of other metal yeah, songs beaten on rusty but yeah, yeah, yeah just remain
1: jumping remaindered. up and down on
0: 50 gallon drums and
1: no everything just remaindered parts of other songs that didn't get used no. or like <laughs> uh this song uh this this one beatles song just got decommissioned so we won the, <laughs> we won the contract and now we get to we get to sample all those strip the
0: bridge out of it and use it in a new song <laughs> <sighs> yeah. yeah everything
1: is a remix guys <laughs> That's what I've learned. We went and saw. We went and saw kind of a wanky presentation by the Jejune Institute guys. Uh, nonchalance. It was, yeah. They're they're not called the Jejune Institute, nor was their thing called the Jejune Institute. Well, we need the, to watch that documentary about it, but it was that whole alternate the, the reality in, game. The
2: in-game thing was called the Jejune Institute, yeah. and instead of it just being a part of the thing that they that they called nonchalance, that that's just what everybody started calling it, and so like you can't really fight. When you have this thing that you have not named because you're like a secret shady organization, you, you kind of have to live with whatever people are going to call it.
1: <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, the only reason that I say it's wanky <clears throat> is because the things that they did and said were all kind of wanky.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a presentation that that theoretically was geared at other adventure game creators or, or not even advent, like not
1: adventure game creators. Right, so,
2: this is like a weird set of topics. I mean, it is it
1: that is, that is literally called the their, Adventure Game Meetup, but it's not. About adventure games in the traditional sense of it the phrase about, like, adventure games, right? It's trans- about real media. world exp- oh, transmedia
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. alternate reality. And... Is it about like a CD ROM game? Yes. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> so, mean, but so this is
2: like an ARG thing or. It's like an ARG society. Yeah, so like the It's like the, ARG Club. Okay, let's let's back up. Let's so so there is a there is a meetup The first in, rule in about ARG Club is
1: that it may or may not be real. Call you don't know.
2: Adventure game <laughs> adventure game group or the second game, rule of ARG Club, or club or you have
1: to Telnet into this weird thing to find out.
2: Um <laughs> and so that was the that was the framework for the presentation we went to. This the 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 people that were presenting had done this thing over a multi year sort of ARG like thing that was just sort of this it it sounds really neat. It was just like there were posters and flyers and stickers and stuff all around San Francisco that would lead you to call this call a phone number or visit an office, and if you did, you you'd like they'd hand you a key and you'd go into this room and then this video would play that would just talk about a bunch of weird shit, and there would just be these <clears throat> like. It just sort of like led you down this rabbit hole of like hidden and embedded stuff all throughout the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh
0: man, that sounds great! Yeah,
2: it, it does. There's a, there's a documentary it, about it on Netflix, which we need called to called The Institute. I think. Is it, yeah, it's re- relatively recent. So um,
1: yeah. Anyway, it, the, the, these talks we we saw a talk by the guy or one of the guys that designed maybe the I Escape I from so. the
2: Mysterious Room, the first one uh, yeah. that we went to, um, which was you know it was good. He had, so he also had a like they also had a participatory thing, but it was like at the end of the at the end of that talk, like the it, you were trying to figure out how to get out of the presentation, right yeah. and. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that was
1: actually cool. Yeah. I guess they're never going to do that one again, so we can sort of talk about how that works, right? Yeah. There was there was a the message that was in the slides, there was, like, one letter of every slide that was a different color. Yeah. And then that said, like, move the chairs out of
2: the way or something. No, that was the final message was the no. move the chairs. Okay. Um, the... It was like look up or go upstairs or something like that, right? Because like the,
1: the oh right, and then there was a thing. There were some there were some markings on a like sort of a wire balcony that you had to get to a certain angle. Yeah, if you so looked at it from a very on the, particular on angle, the balcony lined yeah. up with some things that were projected out and taped on the walls. Yeah, um, to form move the chairs, and then you yeah. move the chairs out of the way, and it turns out that the solution was written in large letters just on the entire floor of the room. <laughs> yeah, um, so it was fun. There yeah. was
2: there was beer. Yeah, and I think they had pizza. Yeah. Sushi actually at that one. P- pizza at yeah. this most recent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah, so the the problem with the nonchalance sort of presentation was that they didn't really talk much about their how they do anything. They just talked about sort of their philosophy behind it, which was, you know, there was there's some interesting stuff in there, but They were wearing, some of them had capes on and they turned all the lights off and everything
1: was lit by a candle. And the guy that lit the candles uh, borrowed my lighter and then didn't give it back to me. So I don't have my lighter anymore. So fuck those guys. (laughs) He didn't even work for them. He was just like, I need a lighter. I was like, I got a lighter. And he's like, all right, I'll get it back to you after the presentation. And I was like, okay. Well, we didn't really hang around for him to find you again. Yeah, that's true. Well, we were running out to to see how deep the rabbit hole went. Yes. Um, Do you eat the blue pizza or the red pizza? Blue Pizza was the working title for uh, for Star Wars because they didn't want anybody to.
2: I went to uh, the Musée Mechanique, which I'd never been to before. Oh, hadn't you? No. Um, It was interesting. I can talk about some of the some of the stuff. Do it uh, in what's what I've been planning. Although some of it wasn't really, yeah, you're not. You know, a lot of those things you don't play. So no, much. and that was. You know what I've been super playing is a lot of uh,
1: crane that moves beans from one <laughs> pile to
2: another. I played the I played the crane game where you have to try to get uh, little pieces of gum, and I got one, and then I chewed it, and everyone was like, "Why the fuck did you do that?" That's probably been there for years. I was like, "It's a little stale. It's fine." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was like it, super interesting stuff. It's like stuff like they were machines of varying flavors and sorts that had been around f- from anywhere from, you know, recent times to, like, a hundred-ish years ago. I I guess the cool thing about an antique gumball machine is it eventually just turns into a marble machine. True. <laughs> yeah, you, you would just chew right through all oh, those. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Just I'd just chew on the marbles. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, that, that is a neat place. It's, like, I, I did not... Ex- I thought, in my head, I don't know why, I had envisioned it up on top of a, he- a cliff or a a hill somewhere... <laughs> Uh, it's totally just out down on the pier. See, right? I
1: kind of imagine it in like the in the catacombs of a cathedral. Okay, all right. In on the Champs Elysees. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. It's got uh, free admission. You, say that? you, you can just, just in wander in and
2: then like look at stuff, and and a lot of it is stuff that if you just wait for somebody else to spend your spend the quarter, you can just see what it does. You get The show for free. Yeah. yeah. Um, West. You shiftless layabout. Wes uh, freeloader. Did the the first one that that I saw was like the end of the trail which was a like a a wagon that had been broken down and you put the quarter in it just starts a fan blowing and like some of the like tattered scraps of like covered wagon materials start blowing in the wind and that's the whole thing (laughs) well that was the show (laughs) yeah i was like wow (laughs) um that's where i saw i saw the sign that said just ducks Uh, Okay. okay. Was there? Oh, because it was a capsule machine that only contained ducks. That's
1: good though. Yeah. Like you know what you're gonna get. Like that's the problem with a capsule machine is that you think you're gonna get the coolest thing that's taped to the front of that cardboard inset, but then you get the you get some dumb thing that's not even pictured. Yep. Like if I had known that was in there, I wouldn't have spent my mother's quarter.
2: Yeah. There were a bunch of fortune telling machines, um, astrology stuff, like things that you would sit in and tell you like what what kind of lover you are. Cold fish uh, every yeah. time. Yeah. You're always a cold fish.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, sort of very intricate like train sets kind of. Although I guess those are the those are like toothpick it was like a toothpick thing.
1: I think most of the things that are of that kind of vintage that are of interest to me are the sorts of things that are in private collections that end up at California Extreme mm. every once in a while. Like the weird, the ones that are actually game, mm.
2: okay.
1: like you know the 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 weird like shooting gallery games and okay. yeah. and that kind of thing. That there are just yeah, I saw there was just, there
2: was a really old one at, at California Extreme that I actually played a couple times. that was pretty interesting. Yeah, there was that crazy bear one. There was yeah. that weird like there was the sort of
1: two way mirror driving game where there was a physical car model that you were steering around right. and a physical track model that was that was moving and that you had to avoid stuff on and, and I don't know there was there was some neat stuff um, and the Museum Mechanique there's just less of that and more of the like you Display. know like a Nickelodeon that's like right. oh maybe you'll right. see some boobs but no not really because it was the 30s and even if you did those boobs
2: have long since turned to dust or like a little so, cartoon
0: except it's puppets about that. or something
2: yep yeah, yeah, there were there were da- dancing puppets and stuff. Uh, there was a ah, man. I've, I, I took a picture of it. I can find it. There was this thing that was just sort of these bison surrounding a dead uh, Native American, and if you gave it a quarter, the bison heads would sort of rotate from side to side and that was the whole huh the whole deal
1: like they were saying no no do not come back as a zombie the inquest <laughs> is what it was called the inquest the inquest yeah what is an inquest it, it like it's a it's like a hearing but about a death
0: yeah it's it's um like uh, going going on what i've gleaned from like mystery novels and stuff it's it appears to be like a trial except nobody specific is on trial it's just that the like figuring it, it, out whether it,
1: there needs to be an investigation
0: yeah crime it's or... sort of like a trial of what the coroner thinks
2: happened yeah isn't it like a Quincy MD thing like I went to I went coroners. to an inquest
1: once when I was a kid you went
2: to an inquest
1: yeah. Um, well, because my dad was a cop, oh, and wow. every once in a while mm. it was like, "Well, shit! This inquest is right after your school play, so uh, there's not time to take you home." I I don't know that that is really what happened. It might have been that I like because I was actually interested in some of the processes, so I would go and sit in trials sometimes. And I played some
2: ElfQuest when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, that's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> this was
1: this was there was a there was an old man and his wife and her son had gotten into an argument, and he. Was oh. like trying to speed away in his car and ran over her. So, like and trying in- to determine, and the inquest was to determine whether like it was malicious or an accident. And it was pretty does clearly that actually, an accident,
2: even though everybody was all freaked out. Does that actually bear out in court? Like, can't you be charged for something? And I mean, I maybe is the inquest to determine what the charge is going to be? If there's I don't know. Be criminal I don't charges? know.
1: Or if there are if there are going to be any. I mean, presumably the police were called, and then the police decided that there would be an inquest, and then at the inquest huh. they decided, you know, that this this needs to be more than just the judgment of the individual officer or whatever so they just you know there was a judge there and they talked to all of the people involved and i don't even remember how it turned out anyway that's what (laughs) things were like when i was a kid the skies were much smaller and much more filled with water and clouds
3: oh
0: yeah
2: little fluffy clouds.
1: clouds yeah um so that yeah, museum. I mean, you went back to the Exploratorium.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I did a bunch of. crap. Yeah, no, this it's past been weekend. a really long time. Listen, no, this is all just in the past week, though. Yeah. This no. Is I like... know.
1: I know. But also, like, we've probably been to the Exploratorium three or four times. <laughs> we, a couple of us had kids. Yeah. Got was married. Weird. Got divorced.
3: Our kids. Our <laughs> kids.
1: College. Grew up. Went to college. Yeah, you know.
2: We Started worked, some tech had their companies. And then died of old age. <laughs> yeah. Um. Look upon <clears throat> our works, ye mighty, and despair. Uh, the Exploratorium is just always awesome. Like every time I go, I find new exhibits that I've, I've never seen before. We only got through like ha- like one half of it uh, in the two hours that we were there. I played a I played that um, fish ecosystem game where you, if you text if you text in the word fish, it starts you, you like appear as a little boat in the game, and then every time you send a oh, text, you catch another fish. I
0: was wondering what the hell that tweet was about. It, <laughs> it did make me think
2: why. I mean, maybe there is this thing. Why is there no text adventure that you play with? text, uh, text
1: adventure yeah no uh. seriously
2: right text adventure because why not like yeah you can run a server that would that would do this I think for free yeah I don't think you could do it for free well you can send out texts for free I don't yeah, I don't know if you can receive them for free from a computer you can send out texts I mean free. I guess you could get texts coming into a Google
1: Voice number you could figure out okay so you know how every once in a while on late night TV at least you know five or six years ago uh-huh. you would see like text babes to whatever for f- hot babe pics. Oh, it's a good thing you didn't accidentally text fish to that number. <laughs> they would have sent you some fish porn. Cool. Anyway. Um, but I think that there are things that, you know, there are ways that you can just spend money by sending a text message. Sure. Right. Like you can do that thing where it's like you donate $10 to the red cross right. by sending a text message to this thing and it just shows up on your oh, phone. Wow. bill. So you, forget, we you do that, got, yeah. yeah. So it's like, this is five cents a move and Ooh. anyone who gets to the end of it gets a hundred dollars. Oh huh. yeah! Or the first person to get to the end of it gets a hundred. You guys, I have just—that's it. That's what asymmetric does now. Huh. We just design real shitty text adventures that are real really hard, complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super complicated. Riff, riff, This down. is right
2: up your alley, Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> I just got finished writing one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can't have any bugs. Oh. No bugs. Oh uh, well, yeah. We'll just have to. We'll we'll just have to spend more than two weeks testing it. <laughs> okay.
2: We could. Uh, we could just we could release them into KOL first. Yeah. There you go. So they get all the bug testing out and then we just don't let anybody who Riff. plays KOL know what the number is. I told you, Riff, you can't do anything that takes longer than
1: two weeks because you cannot assume that you will be alive any longer <laughs> than two weeks from now. So no, no, you can't have more than two weeks to test this new money making game. <laughs>
2: So you can't start anything that you cannot assume that you will be able to finish because you will die because of your untimely death? Yeah, sure. Huh.
1: What about... That, I don't even remember who said it. Don't leave until tomorrow. Anything that you wouldn't be comfortable dying with that left
2: so undone. So how, how have humans done things like build bridges and skyscrapers? Well, by, mostly and by not programs. listening to me.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have more than one person. So the, the second oh, per- second person. guy takes over after two weeks. <laughs>
1: Well, like with some sort of a Vulcan mind meld or like a transhumanist uh, consciousness transfer? Sure. I kind of want to see that movie where Johnny Depp turns into the cloud. Only (laughs) I want to install that Grease Monkey script in the movie theater so that Johnny Depp just turns into
2: my butt. (laughs) What? (laughs) Has, wow. Are there any, so now that so many theaters are becoming digital, are there any plans to do movies like The Mystery of Edwin Drood where the audience gets to vote on how the movie ends?
1: Mm -hmm. My feeling on that as a sort of a concept is that it is extremely unlikely that you could get all of the theaters, you could get a, it, it, it is unlikely that you could get a density of theaters to accept a single standard for how that kind of thing would work. And also, while that sounds really cool to us, A, we're weird and most people would not give a shit about that kind of thing and they just want to see a movie and maybe maybe they don't even want to see a movie maybe they just want to like wait for a boring part of the movie to, to stick their dick in the popcorn hole and B even we wouldn't like it
2: because but it would be you've, Have you ever heard of the mystery of Edwin Droon? No. So it is a musical where there are eight different endings and the audience decides how it ends. That seems like it would be extremely dissatisfying from the perspective of somebody who was
1: actually like interested in it systemically. like Imagine if you went to see it a second time because you wanted to see a different ending, and then the dipshit rest of the audience <laughs> voted for the same ending <laughs> that you had already seen. You would be like, god damn it.
0: If it was a movie and it ran on push buttons, you could just make one version and just claim that this was what the audience selected. Sure. They okay, you could do a 3D know.
1: movie where there were only two endings and then the way that you selected the first ending was by closing your yeah. left eye, and the way that you selected the second ending was by closing your right well, eye. Well, then everybody's then,
0: happy. That's great. Yeah.
1: And also, you have the <laughs> challenge of having to make a movie with two different endings that
2: both sound exactly the same. <laughs> well, yeah, and the, the people who keep both their eyes open are just
3: completely Blinded confused <laughs> and, or, yeah, and or
2: given severe mental problems. Well, that's how you learn to travel through time. Oh. Huh. You just watch enough of those
1: movies. And you've learned to keep multiple realities distinct in your head at the same time.
2: Is that? If that's the secret, man, and that here's is what you, do. You,
1: se- you sever your corpus callosum. What you do is you develop a real bad case of epilepsy. Oh, man. I know that people don't agree with me on this, but I... The only way in my mind that you can explain the shit that happens to somebody's brain when their corpus callosum is split is that they They're become two, two individual consciousnesses that share a body. And... What would that, what would watching a 3D movie be like? Like, playing a DS. Like, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. Read about it. Listeners, read about, read about severing of the corpus callosum, which they do sometimes in severe epilepsy cases. I've
2: heard of the, like, the, like, one can describe something, but they can't name it or they can like, like if write you could, the if word you touch
1: something with one hand you'll be able to tell what the object
2: is right but you won't be able to spell it right like okay but does that indicate that there is actually a severing of personality or to, like to me it indicates that there is a consciousness that knows what this
1: thing is and a consciousness that doesn't and they both have access to different I.O. Instead because of... Because they both of, have access to different IO.
2: Well, but that, that's the thing. What if it's just one consciousness but with separate I.O.s? How is that not two consciousnesses? You don't know.
1: So. I could try asking your right ear. <laughs>
2: No, I mean I can imagine a situation where because there are things all the time where I can picture something but can't name it, mm-hmm. right? And so that is not a foreign sensation to me. Sure, I can I can give but, you a context for a, for yeah, a like person or a fact. Being unable to being unable
1: to recall something in a moment is not the same as being like mechanically unable to recall anything, right?
2: But that's the thing. When, when they are asked these questions, do they, do they say, what? I'm not touching anything. Or do they say, I don't know what that is. I don't know how to spell that thing. Yeah, I think they do. I think it's the latter. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's and a, I don't know it, what happens if you ask them the questions like,
1: in only one ear. Eventually it would say. Although I guess to, your ears are sort of connected. Your ears are connected in the middle. Yeah, I don't... I I mean, there are definitely different neural channels for your left and your right ear because that's how you position things. Like, the... And it's weird, man. There are these crazy sets of nerves in your ears that because nerves can only fire so fast and in order to position sounds based on the difference between how long it takes the sound to travel to your right side versus your left side, they have to be able to fire faster than that to be able to give you the fine-grained differentiations. There are these like networks of parallel, redundant neurons in your ears that like fire off in chains so that you can get the timing right. Hmm. it's fucking crazy mm, that's awesome you take a class about your fucking brain it's fucking crazy brain is weird man. it lies
0: to you terrifying. so much
2: <laughs> the brain is we, weird uh, we, when we were at the Exploratorium we, we, uh, we made Wes watch that video um, sorry if I'm spoiling this for anybody because it's awesome uh, but the video where you're supposed to count the number of times that the the white team bounces uh, the basketball, uh, bounces, thing, the basketball yeah. thing and like he, you can see he, that on YouTube yeah, and he noticed it right away. He noticed the thing, and I was like, "God damn it! You're <laughs> not supposed to notice that." Because I totally didn't see it the first yeah, time. Yeah, no, me it neither. Was, there's a, there's a better the the YouTube version. I think the, at least the one that was in the ad, like the the ad that came out in the past year or two or five or whatever was was better than this version that they had because it was only like six people instead of hmm, two dozen or whatever. But well, Riff, did you go to any science museums or anything?
0: No, I uh. I cooked a bunch of food. I cooked a bunch of food like a grown-up would
2: cook. It was weird. Like a steak and, like, potatoes and stuff? Yeah, well,
0: I I made a lasagna from scratch, except instead of pasta, it was zucchini.
2: Wait, instead of pasta, you used zucchini? Yeah.
0: So you would cut zucchini long ways? What? Are you so what, you would cut zucchini long ways? No, 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 I just it's instead of being strips of pasta, the layer is circles of zucchini. Okay,
2: so is that isn't that just ratatouille?
0: Is it? I don't know what ratatouille is.
2: It's it's lasagna but without pasta. Oh, and well that makes zucchini. it even more exotic than, If you put, I made uh, something if you put with some a fancy clownfish name. in it, it's
1: Finding Nemo. If um, <laughs> you put one tiny piece of clownfish in your entire lasagna, uh, and then while you're eating the raw tattoo, you can also it. play the yeah. game of finding Nemo. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then if you find it, you're the king for a year.
1: <sighs> right, like the plastic babies in that thing that you guys made up. The king cake. Uh huh. Yeah. Dude. Uh huh.
2: You've been to New Orleans, so yeah, I,
1: and never saw that crazy shit. You didn't, didn't you go there. During,
2: <laughs> you didn't go during Fat Tuesday. Yeah, that's true.
1: I did go to Ruby Tuesdays while I was there. Wanted yeah. to sample some of the local flavor. Did I
2: get you to go to TJ Fridays? <laughs> yeah, I did.
1: I did. <laughs> um, okay, so you made a you made a terrible lasagna. Yeah. What
0: else? Uh, I made some lemon cheesecake bars. Those were pretty good.
2: How is that low carb? Because the
0: because it used artificial sweetener and the crust was almond flour instead of regular flour. <sighs> <sighs> It tasted really good. I don't know if God, if it's some weird Did you make a milkshake
1: thing? where instead of a milkshake, instead of milk and sugar, you just farted into some puke? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, so, I I I, I on, honestly, I know what you're talking about with the weird chemically way that that that's artificial sweetener's taste, but this one did not have that and I don't know why. I don't know if it was the sweetener or the is other Is it because ingredients, you are so,
1: so delirious with hunger that none of your senses work
0: anymore? <laughs> Well, I—I I mean, it would be impossible for me to rule that out because, you know, being the delirious one, I could not properly test.
2: But I need to—I need to tell Emily to bring back some lemons when she goes to Arizona next time. Are they? Do they let you fly with fruits? Sure. I don't know, man. We California, were just, we were just like, brought a bunch of blood oranges. In, you're like, yeah. We just and recently just got a bunch you. of blood oranges from Arizona. Yeah, but that was from sneaky smugglers. <laughs> um. Yeah, you went to Smuggler's Den recently. Oh, yeah, I went to Smuggler's Den. That was fun. Uh, uh, yeah, no, because I, I, I think I should I went to tiki, make... tiki Bars in
1: the last week, and I don't even like Tiki Bars. Yeah, that's weird. How do you not like Tiki Bars? Because I don't like rum, really, uh, and I... Okay. Yeah.
3: We have Although a a I found of... out
1: at Smuggler's Cove, they have uh, beer.
2: Oh, yeah? Yeah. So that was... That rum beer? solved a lot of problems. No, it's just like... Butter a, beer. <laughs> just a stout. Okay. Um, but I should make that lemon, lemon loaf... That was so oh, good. Yeah, you know what's was... good about that? What? Same thing that's good about everything. The carbs.
3: <laughs> well, right. That,
2: I mean, that's, that's what made me think of it. I was like, you know, a thing that you couldn't make that on a low-carb diet? <laughs> well, Riff,
1: I can't wait to see you again when you're a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a crazy, raving
0: skeleton. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> uh, that's half the reason I'm doing this, because I want to find out what that bastard looks like.
1: <laughs> you you want to find out what the crazy skeleton version of yourself looks like? Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. You'd make a good skeleton.
2: <laughs> if you still have the beard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a skeleton Lose with the, the glasses. Yeah. A
1: skeleton with your beard and hair, but not your glasses, would look like the skeleton of, like, a weird dwarf king.
3: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. I, that, I that, have a
0: new goal in life.
2: <laughs> that comic To die was, without
0: your glasses on.
3: Yes. <laughs> the comic, <laughs> which is the... Uh, <laughs>
1: Like in a place where your your corpse will be sort of ravaged by the elements but not
2: but entirely. Not too much. But it can grow not another beard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> and then when it collapses into dust, it can grow another beard. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um does anybody have anything else to bring up before we start talking about the video games that we've played? Because I don't know about you motherfuckers, but I, in the last nine weeks, <laughs> have played some video games.
0: Well, I have That's sort better. of a, a segue between the two topics. Uh, I, okay. also, I also spent a week watching the uh, Awesome Games Done Quick marathon. Oh. Yeah, and
3: I that. was going to
1: talk about some of that stuff, too. Let's start talking about that all at once. All right. What? You start. Oh, me start? When I say let's, I mean you do it.
0: Okay. (laughs) This is a thing that you should learn from Kevin. Well, uh, man, I don't know where to start. Let's get me a pizza. So, okay, I guess we should describe what it is. So it was a a Twitch TV marathon that ran for a week, um, and these guys collected together, um, like, all these different, like, basically every game that people speedrun, there's, like, it's a... has its own little community. But they reached out to all these different communities and collected all these really good video game speed runners and brought them all into this convention hall and just spent a week. Uh, broadcasting live streams of these guys speed running these games and uh, and providing commentary on what they were doing and and they'd have another few guys sitting behind them watching also providing commentary and so it was just a week's worth of these bizarre incredible speedruns and it was a uh, a fundraiser for a uh, cancer research charity and so they they also had uh prizes that you could you could pay Pal in donations to get a uh, basically raffle (laughs) tickets
1: the winner got cancer yeah
0: (laughs) but uh yeah there is what uh, what did you what did you see in
1: particular it's it's, did they did they require them to play them on actual hardware
0: um i got the impression that some of them were on emulators but it seemed like they were doing actual hardware whenever it was feasible
1: because all of that crazy ocarina of time shit from last year that kevin you got so into was that done on an actual nintendo 64
0: i think some of them were on actual nintendo 64s and some of them were running the um <coughs> excuse me the uh the wii eShop version of ocarina
1: but they but they were on real hardware it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like it was yeah it stuff. wasn't uh,
0: it wasn't uh on a pc or anything hmm.
1: i watched the uh i watched the super metroid race oh
0: that was so good it really was God, it was it a came, 40 45 uh, minutes came down to like a quarter of of a second between first and Yeah, that was pretty amazing.
1: Like, there was one guy died like two-thirds of the way through it, which was just like, oh, well, that guy must have felt bad. Mm -hmm. And then one guy sort of fell behind and never caught up. So there's a couple things that are interesting to me about that. One is that it's just them playing the game. Like, they're not... I don't like watching regular Metroid speedruns because Because you do that thing where you get fucking stuck in the door and jump up
2: through the ceiling and like, fuck that. Just That's not... It is, I mean, that that it, kind it of speedrun is super interesting to me, but I understand what you mean, that that's not the intended game.
1: Right, I mean, so the b- the Bananasaurus Rex video would not have been good if it had been like, okay, well, first it, I'm going to fall through the floor and get okay, an plant, and then, then I'm going to fall you, through another Then you don't actually and, like the yeah.
2: Bananasaurus Rex video because there are a bunch of glitches that he uses that would like, otherwise would not make it possible. Uh, I mean, there is a glitch where he gets into the Moai head, right?
1: Like, it's... He's actually playing the game, and he's actually right. achieved a mastery that makes it fun to watch sure. him play the way that these... Ma- you know, like, so the, here's one thing that bothers me about this about the way that Super Metroid speed players operate is you constantly have to be, like, jacking off your arm gun up and down as fast as possible <laughs> because doing that gains you one pixel of extra speed. Like, wow, really? the way that that <laughs> is animated moves you forward one pixel. So the more times you do that wow. throughout the course of the run, the more single pixels of forward movement you shave off and it's just all right well that you're just going to look fucking stupid like i don't <laughs> like it i don't like it when a speed run of a game requires you to be like backdashing the entire time because yeah. it's like ah it's just distracting.
0: i mean it depends on the game like yeah i i don't like i don't like opening up a speed run of something and then discovering that it's just a minute of a guy floating through the wall until he gets to the end but the speed run <laughs> of uh, this, like they did a speedrun race of Ocarina, and that was still pretty interesting, despite the fact that it was full of glitches. Yeah, those glitchy ones are are interesting, but the thing is, you would
1: never want to watch that again, hmm. right? Like I could understand, like because watching these guys just pull off all of the crazy timing and just awesome, like pixel perfect shine sparks and stuff yeah, was yeah. it was just that like, was awesome. It was viscerally satisfying to watch, like in in a way that. While so the, that links doing the, a pixel the super glitchy Link's Awakening wall. run, where yeah. the guy is just yeah. talking about it and playing it totally straight, is awesome. Yes. but only because of the commentary, right? Like if
2: you were just watching that, it's like. Yeah, but ah, I think I the commentary is what makes almost all of these. Because if you if you go into watching a, a video of something that you have no experience with, and they are just doing all this random shit, you're like, what the fuck is even going you know, on? That's what I'm saying. So I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I, but it's fine that they do it, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them or wrong with it. I'm just saying that I am much more interested in watching someone play the game than I am someone like exploit a bug. So they didn't that lets use them... any glitches at all. I don't think so. Huh.
0: No, I think it was all just, you know, your basic. uh...
2: That's surprising to me. That, there, like, that me, there are no me, Metroid speedruns
1: all in, involve like you getting that one ceiling flyer guy to go through the door into the room and freeze him so that you can bomb off of him and get up across that lava bridge without actually killing the bosses to extend the bridge, right? right? Like, that to me is different than the, like, jumping up off the top of the screen and coming back onto the bottom of the screen. Like, that is just, like, eh. Right. Like, the the one feels like a clever use of the systems, and the, and the other feels it's like... Such it's a, like that's eh.
2: such a weird, like, designation, right? Because... <clears throat> It is probably a glitch that monsters can move through you, yeah. doors. Yeah, you're probably right, but it's awesome at the same time.
1: Yeah, but it fi- it is a thing that you are like, oh man, it fits I could imagine narrative. it fits with the narrative. I sure. can imagine a guy in that cave doing that thing where he opens a door and a guy follows him through it and then right. he freezes that. You know, I can imagine a guy freezing something in midair and then standing on it. <laughs> yeah, like, that makes of a ton of sense. But yeah, the the, the Super Metroid. Ah uh, man, it was so good that race. Just uh, you know, it's fun to watch. Even though I just does that it. just
2: mean that does that just mean that Super Metro doesn't have any well known glitches that save you a bunch of time. I might. It might be huh. that those. It might. It
0: might just be that those guys have gotten to the point in running it that executing those sorts of glitches takes more time than they hmm. do running down the corridor.
1: It's neat that the state of the art for super metroid speedruns keeps changing like they would the commentators were talking about how like oh this is a this is a new method of doing this area Mm. that only only just sort of was canonized as the right way to do this three months ago
2: well and that's and that's true with the with the ocarina of time stuff like new glitches get discovered i mean granted it's glitchiness yeah
1: although this is this is just new ways to be good at the game
2: sure I recognize that I recognize
1: that you could rules lawyer your way into there not being any <laughs> distinction between this thing that I don't like and this thing that I do like. but I, I'm just you know to to me it is much more satisfying to just watch a guy being really good at something than watch a guy who figured out a a trick to sort of cheat at something you know like because I feel like one of those, if I were the guy that made that game, one of those would make me groan, and one of them would make me smile. And I'm gonna watch the one that would make me smile. Right. Uh, I also watched that guy blindfolded, play blindfolded Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Mm, yeah. The guy good. the
0: guy after him playing uh, blindfolded Super Punch-Out was really good, too. Mm.
1: I didn't see that. I don't think I've ever actually seen Super Punch-Out being played or know anything about it. Yeah,
0: I'd never even, like, known it was a thing before seeing that
1: there was also that crazy there's that crazy like buffer overflow glitch that lets you potentially execute arbitrary code oh, I mean, in Metroid super mario world Metroid and i think the guy had like a raspberry pi or something hooked up to a multi-tap so that he could have eight controllers feeding it input simultaneously what? but on an actual console he just like uploaded his own code into it via the controller ports and like Played Super Mario World for a little while and then converted it to like a pong game with Mario <laughs> sprites and then a snake game with Mario sprites wow. and then got the title screen. Like, all right, one minute speed run. <laughs> but for for whatever reason, he had to have two multitaps hooked up to it so that he could have eight different controller inputs
2: so that his code could be typed in fast, fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What was? Do you know how that worked? I don't. Because that's that's crazy. Yeah. I
1: know he did it with real Super Nintendo hardware. And it was just super goofy to watch at first I you know if you were just watching the video and you didn't have the thing explained to you you would just think wow did they add some sort of weird did they just have like a debug mode where there was a pong game built in you know is this like the is this like the Sega Master System snail game only this trickier to get into than just oh turn on your Sega without a game in it mm-hmm. man there was a crazy homeless guy on the street uh, the other night when we were walking along. Who just kept yelling Sega? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was sad. That I mean, it was sad and funny. What do you call that? Life.
2: <laughs> Shaden, Shaden Freund. Uh, well.
1: Anything else on that you wanted to talk about, or should we just get into? Uh, should we just get into the popular segment? What have you been playing? I,
0: I watched so many runs that I don't. I don't really remember. You don't any remember what you've been playing? Ones, yeah no i just, I don't remember any more particular runs to comment on for that
1: but I just took some notes. that's
0: what I did yeah did you just sit and watch it like it was television? yeah, pretty much Wow wasn't it running twenty four hours a day well I, I didn't watch all of it that way, but the uh nor sleep yeah the uh the twitch streams are saved, and there's a uh There is a list on Reddit linked that had links to the particular time codes for each given run. So you could go back and, and watch the ones you missed.
1: Do you think that Dr. Who would be better if he had a series of nemeses called the time chodes who were just like jerks who could also travel through time Hmm. the way that he can only they're total chodes. The answer is yes. Yes, you do think that Dr. Who would be better if that was a thing. Time chode. I think,
0: I think there probably are guys like that in Doctor
2: Who. They're just not called that. Have you seen the movie Time Chode?
1: I haven't. That's the one that's four different movies four at the same time screens. that occasionally intersect.
2: Well, it's they're they're happening. Just they're all happening in real from time. Four they're all happening in real time. Real time.
1: You look at the upper left corner and you are like, "Wow, is that guy? That guy has a real chode, or does he?" And then you look at the lower right. Yep, definitely a chode.
2: When they do that, they have to they sort of provide primacy to a particular quadrant because that's the one that has sound at any given moment um which is sort of an interesting editorial maneuver like i wonder if we're, i'll get to the point where there's four different audio tracks that you can
3: mm-hmm.
2: pan across you could sever your corpse
1: colossum and then have two distinct audio tracks sure
3: both sure. of
1: you could <laughs> listen to them independently kevin what have you been playing uh, I have not played
2: a ton of video games. It honestly. has been
1: like seven
2: years. Yeah, And I have not played a ton of video so games. So, number nine, you've played Star Control 2. No, that this is a, the answer to a, a question that you have never read. Oh, okay. So, because we were supposed to rate our top games from all of our assignments. Top 100. Did oh, we do Star Control 2 as an assignment? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a long time sh- ago.
1: Are you sure? Yes. Wow, I sure don't remember doing that in, in this modern era. We
2: did it. I mean, we did Urquan Masters, but yes.
1: Kevin, did
2: you not know we were doing a podcast tonight? I I do know things. I'm moving that list out of the way, so you won't bother me about it. Um, so, uh, video games that I have played. Um, I played some Eldritch. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it? it is fun but like there's a there's a bit of a learning curve at the beginning where you just don't know how enemies move and react and do things and there's like audio cues for things that are happening and so i only got to play like an hour or two of it before i put it away and didn't feel like i had really figured out a whole lot um made it through the first... The first world is, like, super easy. Yeah. So that sort of gives you this false sense of security, and then the second world is really much more brutally hard. Um, and so, like, I had built up all of these resources and then just got slaughtered. It was yeah, frustrating. that was
0: pretty much what happened to me.
2: Also, if you buy the game now, uh, I think it just comes with the DLC automatically installed. So the very first thing I did was go into the Mountains of Madness DLC... And that is confusing as fuck. Mm, I have not actually tried that. Yeah, me neither. But how is it? I, I don't know. It's it, because that was the very first thing I did. Uh, it was like... Didn't um, have any context for... Yeah, for I it. didn't know what was, the fuck was going on. It was like just this big, weird, sort of snowy... Um, Basin that you were in, and I could sort of jump around and do some shit, but I didn't know what to do or where to go or well, it, anything. Basically, are there new like... items in the DLC? I don't know, <laughs> dude, I, dude. I don't know. There, there was, was a, a, the, riff, I know there's maybe? penguins. Oh. I haven't, I haven't played it, so I don't know.
1: Is that an item? Can you? No, I think, like, I think they're. It's like they're dynamite, monsters. except it
2: slides further. Yeah. Um, I played some samurai gun. Uh, I played some some Samurai Gun, too. Did we play together? We did a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I played some two-, three-, and four-player Samurai Gun. I've not played any of the single-player stuff. Uh, That was fun. Yeah, Um, Samurai Gun is good. It's a good, it's a fun, like, local competitive game.
1: Super fast-paced, super, uh, just, like, it's got a thing that I normally don't like about games, but I like it in, I like the aesthetic of this one, specifically because it doesn't do any of that Hotline Miami bullshit where the pixels get crooked. Sure. <laughs> uh, but it's crazy over the top visual noisy. Like, huh? To me to me it is extremely chaotic and confusing and that's kind of what makes it fun.
2: I that I did not feel that it's way.
1: Basically just a single screen like you jump around and you have a sword it's as a your platformer, primary attack yeah. Yeah, and then you um
2: you, have three, you bullets have three bullets per life
1: but you always die before you fire three bullets unless you just like fire all three bullets immediately upon spawning that's
2: neither of those things were true sometimes I mean.
1: you you do that and you get a bunch of kills yeah you're like yeah i guess you guys shouldn't oh it is have been super satisfying when you wherever. kill
2: two people with one bullet
1: yeah Ooh, is. that is super super satisfying
3: um if you get
1: too many kills you start to get this weird like visual effect that draws attention to you yeah. so that other people can see you more easily yep
3: if that's you're the great. red
1: guy you can often disguise yourself as blood right
2: <laughs> i hid i hid in some i i was a i was green i hid sort of near some grass for a while which was which was pretty good uh, it's Yeah, that is a really good game. I'm curious what the single-player content is like and whether it is satisfying or not. I played a little a little bit of Nidhog in that same vein. That's just a two-player sort of fencing game. I um, haven't played it since it came out and had
1: all of the stuff that they've added since we played it yeah, a you year should, ago. Yeah, should,
2: we should play it. We, should, we have it here in, in, in the studio. Um, so okay. we, should,
1: we also played some Super Pole Riders. Were you? I did not. No, you weren't there for it. that. God, Super Pole Riders is fun. Yeah? Although I don't know that it would continue to be fun. I can imagine playing a lot more Samurai Gun than Super Pole Riders. Hmm. But uh, these things where you gotta have four guys and four Xbox controllers to play, they're crazy fun, but its it's sad to think how sort of difficult it is to get that out into the world sure. in a meaningful way. If You
2: if you played Towerfall briefly. I, I played it Indicade. once in
1: Indicade, yeah. Yeah,
2: that is a fun game as well. And, and that has... It is
1: very much like a, Samurai Gun.
2: Well, it is, except for it has a lot more going on in terms of variety of attacks and... I guess yeah, it has power-ups and, and stuff. Power-ups, yeah, yeah. basically. Um, Semuragon has really good level design. There's a bunch of different kinds of levels with different things. Like there's levels with water in them, and if you jump in the water, your gun stops working. And there's levels with moving platforms and if you get smashed between the wall and a platform you die, so you have to be careful about that. And there's levels
1: with bamboo that you have to cut through to sort of make regrow. your own paths through the territory. Yeah. There's there's one level that just is all bamboo. And so yeah. all of the paths are what you, you cut cutting paths through, and so then it just yeah. it gets
2: yeah it's really it's really really cool um and then uh most recently I played uh, second amendment, the second amendment um, which I don't want to spoil for anybody uh the second amendment is the right to bear arms yes yes okay. it is oh okay. no, you just spoiled it um, it's short it's short you should play it um, so that's basically all the video games I've been playing. I have played a fair number of uh, board games. You Anything you'd like to talk about? Oh, this is episode 137. I wrote okay. it down in my notebook.
1: Oh.
2: Um, unless you released a taco.
1: I didn't. I'm going to right after this. Okay. But so I, this wanted our, this I wanted our triumphant return to be our triumphant return. Oh, oh Not I see. an episode with the girls talking before Christmas. <laughs> okay.
2: I mean, so some of these games I played at Christmas. So, um... So it's been multiple, multiple weeks. It's been like a month since we recorded an episode. It's been more than a month. Unforgivable. It's been like six weeks. Unforgivable. I played Trains, which is kind of the perfect game for me. It is a cross between Dominion and Ticket to Ride, kind of. It is... uh,
1: Yeah, it's like a deck building game with a board
2: component. That is. That's super fun.
1: Makes it... It makes it... So much better. Even though I like I never thought that I would find a game with a theme more boring than Dominion, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> the cards are things like normal train. <laughs> yep. There is a card that is oh normal train normal train. Yep.
2: So there's I mean there there's basically the, the sort of coin currency equivalent and then the like victory point equivalent, but there's a there's an added mechanic which is just waste, basically. Uh, and you can, that's like the garbage that gets into your deck and just waste yeah, space, waste space. So you can like, you can get rid of it. You can spend a turn to get rid of any waste that you've pulled in your hand. There's or, one
1: card that's like landfill, right? That lets you get rid of waste.
2: Yeah. And so like, it's just, it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, I highly recommend trains. Um, then we played, one game of libertalia yeah we did uh which is sort of an interesting bidding slash strategy game sort of pirate themed um, it's ca-
1: it's a trick taking game right if you had to if you had to characterize it by by whatever like its core mechanic I is. wow i
2: would not say trick taking because it's it's a little different than that right like there are rules that can exclude people from a particular trick yeah and i mean
1: i guess there's multiple goals at play at the same time and it's like there's one thing that happens in ascending order and one thing that happens in descending order on certain things so like yeah but it's basically i don't know i don't ever want to play it with you again i will play it with somebody who is not as smart as you but (laughs)
3: like
1: there there was essentially never a moment where you did not just specifically and precisely cock block everything that everyone else was trying to accomplish in the entire
2: game well but that was because it was the first game and everybody else had not internalized all of the rules right? well, sure but after that it will be a different reason why you always win
1: and it's <laughs> eh. Eh. it's don't ever play games with kevin if kevin is good at them uh because you can't get mad at him because he's a nice guy you know he's not, not a dick about i, it. He I lost like the art. most
2: recent game of trains i played on purpose well no because everybody everybody has gotten to the point where they just the, hey, everybody the person, gangs and, up on yeah. yeah everybody gangs up on which is and fine then. no it's not it is it's fine uh i played tammany hall which is a fun game it's uh it's set in the like the past where there's like immigrants into new york city and you're trying to control different regions and, and stuff and uh I I won that one, but it's a super hollow victory because we weren't playing by the right rules. So, just it's it's weak. Um, But that was that isn't that is a super tight game. Who's if you follow the rules correctly, like the the power shifts are really neat from round to round. Um, And then I played a bunch of coup. um, Coup is good, which is a a very very quick. Um, it's very simple and you game. can pretty easily play it with
1: like a stack of pennies and a regular deck of cards yeah
2: you could it's, yeah the, you don't really need the, the game itself if you know the rules and people are willing to abstract out um, yeah, yeah so fuck it just play it without buying it that's our recommendation <laughs> um,
1: those guys did a kickstarter they're rich now like so. Zach Braff
2: and other than that, the only things I've really played are some pinball games. I played Orbitor 1. Ah, oh, Jesus, Orbitor 1 is so weird. What a weird... So that is a pinball game that the the playing surface is uh, con... It's curved cave? and transparent. Whoa. Yeah, so, so you can't really tell... Yeah, you can't tell where the ball's going go. ...where anything is happening, and there are two rapidly spinning bumpers in the middle so the ball will like sort of come in sort of contact with them and it'll start spinning around it and then just get kicked off in some random direction and
1: yeah the the bumpers are at the bottom of at the bottom of little grooves so that the ball is attracted falls into to them, them yeah. and will bounce off normally sometimes but then if it gets down in there it gets kicked out in a yeah. random direction Whoa. And so much of the time, the ball like rolls around behind the flipper. Yeah, and then you can, you have you to, can like,
2: flip the flipper to get the flipper out of the way. You so can that regularly the ball comes save back a up ball that and is hit below your flippers by just having it up
1: instead of down. Yeah, oh, it's uh, it didn't really catch on apparently, and they didn't it make very neat, many of them. Though. They just had one. They had one table at, at Lucky Juju. Yeah, the, the, that. we went to the
2: other day. Alameda Pinball Museum. That t- coupling the pinball museum with the tiki bar as an evening uh, exercise is just a good idea.
3: Yeah, because you re- go
1: to Lucky Juju and then people say, "Oh, is that the tiki bar?" And you say, "No,
2: the tiki bar is
1: Pinballorama." <laughs> well, it's actually Forbidden Island, but Forbidden Pins. But it'd be funny, yeah, if the tiki bar had a name that made it sound like a pinball museum, right? That is true, like Pinballorama. <laughs> uh,
2: and then, of course, the mystery hunt. Uh, did the mystery hunt? last weekend. Oh was there yeah, in I particular still have I still haven't looked that? at that.
0: Are the solutions up
2: yet? Yep, they posted all the solutions cool. and stuff. So. Um, I suppose I spent almost the entirety of my time working on the meta puzzles. Um, hmm. Which is fine. It's it's somebody has to do it. Right. Yeah, I mean I feel like that's
1: probably the most useful yeah.
2: purpose that a really good solver can serve but probably the least fun. It is less fun. Than working on individual puzzles, but we had such a large team that individual puzzles were sort of being tackled. Yeah, I guess you just you don't get those like
1: little moments of those little moments of like ah, oh, I've made some progress. I've yeah. I've figured out a thing and contributed something. There's, it's more like you work on something for yeah. six hours and then have a more significant. Larger.
2: There was a really satisfying puzzle that uh, that we solved in sort of the San Francisco contingent. That was it was a uh, collection of triangles. Uh, on the upper, like it was two images. One was a collection of triangles, and one was like a word grid below it, and that was it. And all the all the words in the word grid were six letters long, and then there was, it was it was pretty clear. Like if you could figure out where you were supposed to find words to get out of this thing, that that you could just get the solution out of it. Um, and so I looked at it, and I didn't quite understand what was going on. And then uh, my friend Colin took the triangles, and he was like, huh. And he put it on a grid, and everything, all of the points of the triangles very neatly fit onto a grid that was like 24 by 25 or something like that. And I was like, huh. I was like, what if you label all of the lines in the grid, and so each point of, of each triangle is pointing to a, an intersection of two letters. So that means every triangle is six letters, which means that it's a word. And we're like, okay. And so we looked at them and we were like, Oh yeah, that's totally what they're doing here. So from this abstract picture of triangles, you get a word list and then you can use that to fill in the, the grid. It was like super satisfying, like figuring out that whole chain of of um, Oh, so it was just like the alphabet a grid that was the alphabet by the alphabet and yeah. then
1: yep. and just in order.
2: Yeah, I mean the yeah, so like but they didn't. There was no grid. Like you had to figure out that. Yeah, all, no, I know, but but yeah, exactly. So just upper left but corner. The fact was, that you said
1: it was twenty five by twenty four did not scream well, right, twenty six exactly. by twenty six. No, no, letters. exactly. Right.
2: So that's that was the whole thing. Right. Did like, you know
1: which letters were missing and what order?
2: Well, no, they, they were. It was the end of the alphabet. They just didn't bother. Like they there didn't bother with Z's. Z or Y and Z. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because that's the kind of bullshit they would do. You're like, oh, I figured it out. But it's like, nope, there aren't any R's in this right. alphabet,
2: <laughs> fuckers. Sure. there's There are a lot of encoding methods that, because they rely on a five-by-five five grid, you have to double up or eliminate a letter. I and J are often doubled up, or K and C or something. Well, all right. What have you been playing, Riff?
0: Um. Well, over Christmas, I got three-fifths of the way through Etrian Odyssey Untold, which was very similar to the previous Christmas where I got three-fifths of the way through Etrian Odyssey 4. So I'm hoping okay. that they make another one for next Christmas so I can
2: make it officially a Christmas tradition. Is, is Untold the number five, basically? Is that how Basically,
0: that it, it was a remake of Etrian Odyssey 1 into the engine from, that they used for Etrian Odyssey 4.
2: Okay. With
0: with you. Know, so, did you ever finish so forth. either of them? Nope. I got three fifths of the way through, and then when I got back home from Christmas, I never picked it up again. <laughs> did you watch a Let's Play or something? No. Nope. Like, <laughs> wow, that is that's super frustrating. A Let's Play of Etrian Odyssey would
1: be
3: uh, so
0: yeah. fucking boring. Mm. It would have to be like a text Let's Play where he just
2: gives you a screenshot of like yeah, Here, I, here's the I next interesting thing that 200 happened. These two hundred times, yeah. yeah. Like, is it like Final Fantasy Combat? Yeah, yeah but uh, way more grindy. It's awful. Oh, it's awful. Guy. It's so bad. the The newer ones are not are not
0: very grindy. So long as you keep up with the side quests, doing all the side quests pretty much guarantees that you have. So they're not
1: grindy as long as you do all the grinding. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, but it doesn't it, but just it's, entail but it's other side,
0: fights. It's side quest grinding as opposed to all right. Now I'm just going to go kill hundred goblins for no good reason. Instead, it's like, go kill ten goblins and come back, and I'll give you ten times more the experience that you got from doing that. So, But uh, let's see. The, mainly the three, the three things of interest that I played are actually all two-word games that start with B. I played the demo for Bravely Default, I played Broken Age, and I played Black Crown. What's Black Crown? Black Crown is um, it's a game based on the 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 Fail Better engine, the 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 thing for uh, Fallen London, Fall London and uh, Echo oh,
2: Bazaar. I, I was getting that confused with the uh, Jane McGonagall's Super Better engine, <laughs> where you just set a bunch of tasks for yourself and then you do them and then you score points. But so uh,
0: so it's that it's that um, you know the main mechanic is you've got one or two decks of cards and each card is like a short choose your own adventure scene and you have options that you pick. Uh unlike Fallen London though, the theme for this one is really strange. It's um I was trying to think of a way to describe it and the best metaphor that I came up with was imagine that Eraserhead was co-written by both David Lynch and David Cronenberg and then cross that with the prisoner. Okay. And that's that's sort of what it is. It's you're you've been either hired or kidnapped by this organization that may or may not be a government organization and encased in this rubber suit and probably infected with some sort of horrible disease and you've been given this job to sort of dig archaeological artifacts out of the ground underneath your desk and and you have like limited interaction with like the other guys around you that have that ha- that are have also taken these clerk positions and and just sort of monstrous entities that are running the organization and experiencing like just the bizarre sort of there's like a lot of body horror type stuff in it like Cronenbergian sort of body horror except it's not played for horror it's played sort of very matter of factly so it's very weird it's very strange and it's really well written Uh, it's very interesting but it's not what did
1: David Cronenberg do The
2: Fly, uh, Existence um, Naked Lunch Uh, Eastern Promises, History of Violence um I, I like his movies a lot actually. Yeah. He's very good.
1: And who's David Lynch? <laughs> <Amsterdam>.
2: <laughs> um it's um
0: the thing that I like about it compared to Fall in London is that it doesn't have all the Twitter integration that Fallen London didn't ha that Fall in London had. Did it still does it still have that energy meter though? Yeah, unfortunately it does still have the turns you get 20 you can hold 20 turns and you get a turn back every about 10 minutes is there a weird twitter twitter integration or something? are you even on this podcast <laughs> i just said no there's no there's no twitter and the only once have i run into a thing that would let me like send a message to another player so whereas in like fall london that shit was happening all the time so is there still the energy there. system from Echo Bazaar? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys are time travelers. <laughs> um, it has the NEX, uh, the, 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 the real-world currency system, uh, which, like, each NEX is, like, 25 cents approximately. And so sometimes you'll, you'll hit a choice that will cost between 25 and 75 actual cents to see it. Um, wow! Really? Yeah, but this sounds fucking terrible. Well, for yeah, th- like this, this sounds it, awful. This sounds
1: like a thing that I would just run screaming for the, from and for, be angry at the waste of potential.
0: For the most part, they're they're very optional. They're the those choices are things that accelerate your progress rather than opening up wholly new things. So, but how, you how do you know that
2: in advance? That
0: is a problem. You really don't. But. I I paid for like 5 dollars worth of Nex and my experience has been that overwhelmingly the the next choices like mechanically you can ignore them there's like once or twice that I got an object that I haven't seen before but I also have not found any uses for those objects so I don't know if they're actually useful but they they do have a sort of like if you're given like a series of three choices, you can, you can either do this weird thing or this other weird thing or this really weird thing. You really kind of want to find out what happens if you do that really weird thing and it costs like 50 cents and that's not that much, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting if you're, willing to, if you're willing to play a game that is entirely about reading. But does it have any Twitter integration? No, it has no Twitter integration. It does have the system where you've got a limited number of turns per day. Um, there's a maximum of 20 turns, and you get a new turn every about 10 minutes.
2: But you're reminded that you have new turns via Twitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: actually, you? actually, there is no Twitter integration. So. Huh. Okay. Can you pay
1: those necks for energy?
0: Uh you can pay 10 to completely refill to 20. $10? No,
1: 10 10 next, 10 10 next so 250. Be like 250 yeah. $2.50 for 20 turns. An hour and a half worth of energy regeneration.
0: Mm, yeah. Roughly. I, I haven't done it. I don't I don't know why you would. I,
1: I I absolutely love the flavor. And the writing, yeah, that these it's, guys do—it's amazing. And I back their Kickstarter, and I backed their Kickstarter because I wanted to give them some money. And I am never, ever going to be able to bring myself to pay for the shit that they're selling, the, because of the way that they're set. Like, it is. I, I and I recognize that the things, the the attitude that I have about this is very much one of entitlement. And it is it is a kind of entitlement that I don't like when other people... I mean, people bitch about, like, you know, Word Realm should cost a dollar instead of $11. And the answer to that is, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> saying saying that I wish that... Like, I don't know why we... And I, and I think that you guys sort of agree with me on this. I know, Kevin, that you do at least, that a game that relies on an energy system is not inherently evil or unethical, right? Because KOL works that way. Old BBS door games work that way. That is a very good way to provide a service that costs you something without letting one person with a lot of time on his hands spend a ton of your money or a ton of your resources by just playing this to to an unlimited degree. But having to go back every fucking hour to play is Is wrong. It is wrong to design it that way.
0: Well, except you it is irresponsible. You can, you have the option of doing that, but you can also like play when you you, wake up in the morning, play twenty turns, and then ignore it until the next
2: morning. So yes, somebody who's got like a completely healthy, rational grip on the world and reality can do that. But like somebody who is cursed with the affliction of wanting to do everything optimally gets stuck in these traps where they they have to check in every hundred minutes because otherwise they are wasting resources. And honestly, like, I'm not like it this stuff is good and they obviously
1: spend a lot of time on it and they are obviously interested in creating a quality product, but their their just sort of mechanical interaction model rubs me so the wrong way that I just I just get mad when I think about it. And, and it's like, you know, I've talked to them a little bit, and they've always been really nice. And, like, they... they you know, <laughs> like, they, in person? Yeah. Well, not in person, but through email. I mean, because oh. like, they know about KOL. And, like, like it's... Because, you know, that's a very small circle. And that's the other thing. is like, these are people that are doing stuff that's kind of like what we do. And I want to like what they're doing. But it is so hard to like. Just because... Of, like, if they said, all right, so this is how this works. You get, you get 10 actions an hour. Or... You can give us 10 bucks once and that meter just fills at the same rate, but it goes up to a hundred. So you could play once a day and not feel like an idiot, like not feel like you're just wasting your time. Like Mm -hmm. you could actually sit down and instead of playing it for five minutes and then having to come back an hour later and play it for another five minutes, you can play it for 20 minutes once a day and, you know, not, not ruin the pacing. Right, Because I feel like if it's designed so that you can play five or ten turns of it every hour and a half, it's going to be paced so that it's interesting at that level. And if you just play once a day, you're going to go through it at this glacial pace and lose it. I mean, that, this is what happens to me every time I try, is that I just lose interest mm. in it because it's not enough. I'm not going to keep coming back to it like a fucking Farmville
0: there is some stuff that happens on a longer timer, uh, regardless of how many turns you're playing. Like, I've I've invoked some events that put a timer on my screen that says, in five days this will happen, or in six hours such and such will unlock. See, That's five kind of days is okay,
1: six hours is not. Hmm. Six
2: hours is not? Yeah.
1: Huh. You know, and it's okay. I shouldn't... Like, this is lame. This is lame, and I'm an asshole for believing these things. Cause it's not evil, it's not wrong, it's just it's just a thing it is a it is a frustrating
2: barrier between me
1: and something that I want to engage with, but
2: just I can't. I have a really hard time not feeling like it is morally questionable. Like I am one of those people that has a really hard time playing a game like that recognizing some way in which I'm being suboptimal and still playing the game so I mm-hmm. either end up having to stop playing the game or wrecking my life for a little while. I mean Neptune's Pride like I kind of believe that Neptune's
1: Pride is an irresponsibly designed game. Well, I don't the, think that the, the, the guy original, who made Neptune's Pride like, is irresponsible,
2: but the, but it's the, like the sequel uh, that lets you set those parameters a little bit better I think is way more reasonable. Yeah, well,
1: I don't know. Do I think that do I think that like codeine is an irresponsibly designed <laughs> drug because because certain people will abuse it in yeah. ways that ruin their lives. I mean, it, like, no. Yeah, I, I'm I... wrong about everything. Guys, guys, <laughs> I'm, I've decided to turn over a new leaf for 2014. I'm just not going to fucking express any beliefs about anything because you think about, you know, you, you, like, you think about how dumb you were last year. Maybe you guys don't operate like this, but sometimes I think about how dumb I was last year and I just kind of hang my head and I'm like, ugh, I just, I'll, sometimes I'll just wince what? for like, a minute and a half,
2: but you get dumber every and Emily, year as your and brain will
1: say dies slowly. Did you realize that you just winced for like a minute and a half? I was like, "Yep, <laughs> yeah." No, believe me, I was fully in it. I was, I was engaged in that wince wow. when I thought about when I thought about just the ever expanding collection of idiotic things that I have said and done in the past. But
0: I, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with the the turns. Boiling up thing. I, I do kind of wish that they were more forthcoming about what I'm going to get for my 50 cents if I click this to next story option. Because a lot of the time, well, not a lot of the time, but there have been ones where all you get is like another page of text that you wouldn't have otherwise seen and no, no like statistical or item drops, you know?
3: I mean, um, I have a that's feeling, a, though, that that's, that's... a bummer. Is, is it,
2: it? Yeah, kind of. I mean... I mean... I mean, when you buy a book, are you disappointed that every, <laughs> well, that every 10 cents is just giving you another page? That's a, like, that's a good point, but if it's between, like, I can click option
0: A for free and get some stuff to read, and then some more points in my truffle hunter skill or my filth quality... Or I can click option B for fifty cents and only get some more text to read.
1: Well, so the tales of dread, in one of the things that we put into KOL this past year, was a thing that you could spend some in-game currency on.
0: Yeah, but in-game currency isn't.
2: Well, for some people, it's yeah, it it, it maps directly to real-world currency. Yeah,
1: right. Like it's it's not.
2: You can't buy krugerrands.
0: Okay, that's true, I guess.
1: But so if we had charged meat, the normal currency, which you also can't buy, but you can buy something from us and then sell it to another player for enough to buy this thing, Are you ripped off? I guess you know about it ahead of time.
0: You can. I'm I'm not calling. You can
1: know about it ahead of time if you look at the wiki and learn what this thing does. Yeah. Do do you? you What we're talking about is that those of you who listen to this podcast and don't play KOL (laughs) Tales of Dread was just a thing where it's like, all right, well, this is an object that you can carry around that doesn't really do much except it unlocks a bunch of short stories that that Riff and uh, and Josh or other writer wrote. And it was kind of an experiment. It was like, let's see if we can make people care about collecting these things just for their own sake,
2: like for their, their value as as collectible stories. And I wonder how successful that is because there's a finite number of them, and collectors, obsessive collectors, will get all of them just to have collected mm. them all. I'm not, even though that nobody else sees that.
0: I'm not calling you know. it a ripoff or anything. I'm just saying that I want. You're saying
1: it's a bummer. It's yeah. I, okay. I would yeah. You did you did just say it was a bummer. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I just I want to know what I'm buying before I buy it instead of after.
1: Especially if it's with real money, even a pittance. Yeah. Of real money. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. How's Broken Age? Is Broken Age good. Everybody says it's good. Yeah,
0: I I like it a lot. It's really beautiful. The uh the art is gorgeous. The puzzles are pretty fair. I've I'm 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 a little bit stuck on like near the end of the uh the girls story but uh i've enjoyed it
2: a lot so far um how's the twitter twitter <laughs> is there twitter there is there, is is there, there, is there no an energy twitter system no
0: no nope, nope, you get as many turns as you want
2: um how are they making money i don't man, understand
0: well i did have to i did have to uh i did have to kick start it to uh, be able to play it this early so
1: yeah i didn't back it so i have not uh I've not gotten a chance to play it. I've been told that it's a good game to play with a with a with a lady or a or a woman. So, sure. yeah. yeah, I could see that. Um, Although I don't know what I'm gonna. Do how that. does
2: that work? How do you, do you each control one of the characters no, simultaneously? I think
1: you'd just, you just be like, "What, are you, you, what do you? What you You'd be all like, "What should I do?" And then she'd be all telling you what you should do.
0: The, the two <laughs> characters are very separate at the moment. I don't know if if things change in in Act Chapter two. 2, but in Chapter 1, it's basically just two completely separate stories uh, that you can you can switch between playing one or the other, but they don't interact in any way.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I, I sort of assumed when it was described that it would be like a like a Day of the Tentacle kind of thing. Yeah, where, where you you'd s- have...
0: move objects back and forth or something. But yeah, yeah, not yet. I mean, maybe that happens in Chapter 2 when their stories converge, but as far as I've seen up to the end, well... Assuming more stuff... I've gotten to what seems to be the end of the boy's story and no uh, no interaction between the two has happened. Maybe something happens in the girl's story and I'll get far enough to where he'll suddenly wake up and there'll be more to do. But from where I'm sitting right now, it looks like there is no interaction between them in chapter one.
1: And what's Bravely Default?
0: Bravely Default, um, it is... Basically, SquareSoft's uh, new um, Final Fantasy, except without it being a Final Fantasy, so they don't have any of the Final Fantasy baggage. Um,
1: oh, this is the thing where the people in the forums were talking about the job system.
0: Yeah, it's got the in the demo. There's maybe a dev- dozen different jobs, which are like character classes. So you've got ninja and warrior and white mage and black mage. Uh, in the I think in the final version, there's probably Three or Ninja four more warrior, time, huh? times as many jobs, but you at any at any time out out of combat, you can choose what job each of your characters has, and then they level that particular job. And you can use the the job that you're currently leveling determines that character's um, stats and and what sort of armor and weapons they like, and then you can choose a secondary job, which you can also use the uh, like the skills of that job as well as the skills of your main job. And then as you level each job, you also unlock passive abilities and you get a certain number of points to spend on any passive abilities you've unlocked from any job that you can have active at a given time.
1: So there's... Your active passive abilities.
0: Yeah. So the, so the, uh, there's a ton of, like, like combinations of of different effects that you can... Uh, gather together in interesting ways. And
1: so it's sort of it's sort of kol like in the sense of you leveling yeah, up dudes yeah. and then keeping one of their skills and leveling up a new dude.
0: Yeah, basically. So like for example, there's a uh, the ninjas have an active skill that you can use that will cause you to automatically dodge the next physical attack that is dealt towards you, and hmm. then red mages have a passive ability that. Um, whenever you dodge an attack you get a, a physical and magical uh, damage buff so you can you can chain together these abilities that way to to get more use out of the various stuff so it's kind of interesting
1: what does the game look like it, does it does it look like a bitch <laughs> what is it are you are you moving around and then it just goes to a subscreen when you get a random
0: encounter yes. is it i mean is it yeah. Okay. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's Final Fantasy turn based combat. Although they, they have put a new interesting wrinkle in it where you can each each character gets the option to steal turns from the future, kind of. Like um, all your your attack or, or um, casting a spell costs one BP or battle points, right? And you okay. get one BP every turn. And you have the option to, uh, to uh, well, what they call um, um, default, which is basically like guarding, except you, in addition to guarding, you get a bonus BP instead of losing one. So a BBP. Right. So next turn, you've got two BP, so you can attack twice instead of just once. Isn't that stealing from the past? Well, what you can also do is you can you can spend more BP that you've got. You can but go- Then you
1: have to default. You can only default. Right, you, like your default action is to default. You
0: can you can spend you can go up to negative 4 BP in a turn and then until you have regained that BP, you can't do anything including guard. Mm. So if like if you think you can take this dragon out immediately if all your guys blow all their future b p for the next four rounds then then you have that option, but if you fail to kill it, then you've got four rounds where you can't do anything
1: uh but or but you know ten ten years ago Squaresoft made games with a job system, a cash system, and a hope system <laughs> <laughs> and now
3: um
0: but you also get you know because you can do things like um if. If a character has been killed, then your white mage can use can spend two turns to raise them from the dead and then heal them in one go instead of only being able to raise them from the dead and then risking that they're just going to get killed again because they're so weak the next round or
1: whatever hmm. okay i mean i can I can see how that adds a that does make it pretty different mm-hmm. than the the typical
0: and, uh, the third thing that's kind of interesting is that there is a, um, there's like a village that exists in sort of a subscreen menu. You get like a top-down view of this village map and villagers walking around and, um, I guess sort of not exactly SimCity style, but there are different building locations on this map and you can assign villagers to, uh, construct or upgrade different kinds of shops and stuff and it's based on like actual gameplay time like for example the weapon shop will take 10 hours to build but every villager that you assign to it you know cuts that by the appropriate amount so if you assign four villagers to build this shop it'll take two and a half hours and that's two and a half hours of actual played or paused game time Oh, man. Yeah. And when you street pass people That are also playing Bravely Default That adds another villager to your town
3: Okay, wow. that's,
1: that's kind of cool, actually I mean, it depends on how optional those things are, I guess mm.
2: I don't know if I think that's kind of cool Or if I think that's gross What if someone Twitters you? <laughs>
1: you're playing? I guess it's like, <laughs> does, does it refill your energy? Do you have to default less?
0: Oh, that would be weird.
1: Um you know what game uh has a I think, I haven't gotten to this yet, but seems to have a similar kind of thing that I've been playing not a bunch of, but a few hours of, maybe, is Marvel Heroes. Oh yeah, I saw like, on Steam
0: that you were playing is that. this. How the, is that?
1: The Bejeweled? Clone? No, no, that's Puzzle Quest. Puzzle Quest Heroes Marvel? Of Heroes. Marvel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh Marvel Heroes Marvel-less is like a it's diablo marble marble ah. heroes I ooh marvel marbles started out as marble gumballs but <laughs> that's that for
2: 100 years marvel madness ah uh,
1: anyway marvel heroes is like it's like diablo only with marvel characters and you you there's a lot of shit you can buy with microtransaction currency it's, it's okay. free to, you know it's free to play and i've played it a bunch on and, your phone no no it's on the pc
2: wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a real real thing. Microtransactions on the PC. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's crazy. crazy.
1: (laughs) It's just, you know, it's like Path of Exile. Like, it's a free-to-play Diablo-like.
2: And when you get a character... Are you in cities fighting... Enemies, yeah, like it's, super villains. Yep,
1: it's there's a bunch of different, like it's kind of City of Heroes esque in that there's just a bunch of different mobs. sort of tribes of bad guys that okay. like work for different villains, and the villains show up themselves as like you know light source bosses sometimes, and it's very. Do you send them to jail? No, you just they just disappear. You know, like when you kill a monster and a fucking like. It It is very generous with the, like, auto-joining of parties, so a lot of times, like, you'll have a quest, and then you'll enter the area, and it's like, alright, your quest is done because somebody halfway across the fucking map killed this guy that you were supposed to kill, and so, huh. nope, you de- the thing, the quest item you were supposed to pick up despawned, so I guess you don't get to make any progress until you log off, wait for that instance to expire, and then... Log back on, and that's pretty cool. Whoa. I didn't exactly get yelled at, but I definitely got made fun of for having the temerity to ask if there was an auction house. And they're like, no, and it doesn't need one. Why don't you go back to Diablo 3, pussy? Like, uh, cool? Huh. I, like, so there's just no player economy at all. No, and there doesn't need to be one. Okay, okay, gotcha. I like. I understand how you would feel about one if there was one, but like... <laughs> It's a little weird to have a big... You know, especially... In are it, there like, rare drops? Yes, there are. Ugh. You get drops for other characters. What? But you also unlock a stable of... Like, you can... So, so there, the, like, over time, you get these, like, splinters, the eternity splinters. What's like, there's a sort of, like, repairing infinities, I guess, or depleting infinities, but they're eternities instead of infinities. And enough of them, and you can unlock a random other character, which I think my plan... Was to play until I got enough to randomly unlock another character, and if that character was cool, I would keep playing. And if it was something dumb, like what I'm hoping for is uh, Rocket Raccoon, because that guy looks like a that's fucking a, that's a real model yeah character. Raccoon Rocket. Yeah, no, huh. there's something called Squirrel Girl, which I don't think would be what? fun. But yeah, the, the, they, who are you
2: playing when you see that like a I, kids well, you in get, the get to Hall
0: pick character.
1: You get to pick one of like 10 dudes. Okay. Um, and I just picked Captain America because I guess I wanted all my abilities to be really boring
2: cuz like do throw your shield. All he does is have a shield and then punch dudes. Okay. Like you Sounds don't like even Sounds like almost any other character would be better than that. Yeah,
1: I know. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, but then I read, like, Captain America is supposedly pretty good for for new players. But the, I think that this game has sort of drawn into sharper relief for me what I don't like about things that are not fantasy games. Like, I, I sort of don't like games that are set in the real world, right? And well, this is... What about this is set,
2: secret World? Yeah, that...
1: The Secret World is set in such a weird version of the real world that it doesn't read as the real world anymore. I mean, the, the Secret World is basically like, and I guess I don't know why I feel like there's such a difference between like m- the Marvel continuity version of New York and like the Lovecraft version of New York, right. but for whatever reason, it's just more appealing to me. But so I have this ability that's like you throw your shield, and the more points you put into this ability, the more enemies it will bounce off of. So it's essentially just like a weird, difficult AOE. to target AoE. But But it's also just like you just click it whenever you have energy, and you'll just a bunch of dudes just die and spew loot into the air, and it's like, (laughs) oh yeah, this is a video game because they're Uh, filled
2: with loot, and you cut their heads off. Except
1: if there aren't any enemies. It will just jump to the <clears throat> really large number of destructible scenery objects, except it's the real world. So those destructible scenery objects are like houses. police cars and shit, and like <laughs> wow. somebody's mailbox. And it's so it's like, oh, okay. So this is this There's is also spew loot. No, well sometimes they do, but like wow. this is cap. This is Captain America's ability that lets him destroy all the chairs in a church at once. <laughs> like, okay, g- cool. Sorry, church. Uh you know this is like this is the thing that lets you cut down all of all of uh Patrick Stewart's rose bushes at the same time like and and it's like all right go into mutant town and help the mutants and it's like mostly the way that I've helped them is just by destroying all their cars it's like sorry i know that there's like a lot of poverty here and you were probably using
2: that car to go to work but uh hey at least i killed that mafia guy like well will it bounce off an enemy and then destroy bunch yes! of property Yeah, wow. so you can't even avoid it
1: which is not a big deal in fucking Diablo 3 because like you know who cares about that tombstone I mean probably that well, guy's family that or whatever but like <laughs> the tree who cares about and, yeah. yeah the tree stumps and like the you know the <laughs> ancient pillars that are already in this crumbling ruin that yeah. you like knock down into the invisible depths but like yeah it's just ah. They're just chairs in the church. like. I, was it an evil it church? It was, but it wasn't like, I mean, it was like a good, it was probably like a regular church that had been co-opted for evil. Like well, once you killed the evil guys once, in it, like good guys could have used those chairs.
3: Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> they're they're nobody,
1: possessed. Nobody was going to move into that crypt, right? <laughs> so it's like, it doesn't matter that you, it doesn't matter that you've like knocked down the... Uh, I don't wherever, know. Whatever that thing still had burning I, embers. in I, I it, bet know, that like,
0: skeleton was pretty upset that you destroyed the barrel he was sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: torture barrel. Yeah,
0: that's.
2: Yeah, so torture barrels like the Cracker Barrel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. That's how. That, so so yeah, Marvel Heroes. I mean, you, like, I keep going back to it just because it's. Like watching whatever's on, right? Mm. It's like, well, this is a game that's installed. Wow, and uh, that's your baseline. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I want a couple of button presses is, could like,
2: fix that for I you. I want to do
1: something without really <clears throat> thinking about it, and there is nothing. Like, I I've already walked a lot today, so going for a walk isn't maybe going to cut it. I don't really want to play another game of Hearthstone. <laughs> Like, you know, I don't want to just like sit and like it's like when it's either like sit and look at Reddit or play a video game. I will just go back in and play a little bit more Marvel heroes. But I have no idea what I'm hoping to get out of it because I know it's just going to be just just watching bars fill up. Like also the loot is super fucking boring because everything is like just Captain America's mask with different modifiers on it. We it's are. like you know resilient mask unstoppable mask but they're all just a fucking American flag mask and I'm like why did I choose this guy this... but, I mean, but everybody's just gonna have the same yeah
2: if that's just yeah. it with every character then that's boring you, you start to
1: unlock some just weird like there, so it did do one interesting thing that I had never seen in a in a Diablo light game before you get a power up that goes into one of your slots that one of the things that it does is it makes enemies show up on the mini map oh. because it's like a motion tracker and it's huh. like you know I would sacrifice a gear slot for that because it's sort of cool. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, anyway, I, I, like, th- there's a part of me that I think I probably back, you know, a, a year ago or a month ago or a week ago or 15 minutes ago when I was a fucking idiot and that I now just cringe with shame about the stupid things that I believed and said. I think that I remember bringing up an objection to some game about there being. That sort of sacrifice, like to get information. Oh, it was in fact Eldritch that I was talking about. How right. I don't like that there is that compass, and so by mm. sacrificing one of like th- one of one slot yeah, you have, for passive you have a power single passive yeah, thing. like a yeah. single passive power up slot, to, to you can know where the so like you can either know where the exit is or you can have a cool ability. Yeah, and like I don't consider knowing where the exit is to be cool shoots, ability. Gun
0: shoots holes in the wall. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or or having all of your weapons do twice as much damage or you know, getting twice as much loot from
2: Sometimes though that exit is really diabolically placed.
1: Yeah. But but that it bothers me in that sense, but for whatever reason when I've all you know, when I I could just as easily get plus thirty five attack power from my fucking pair of Captain America's underwear or whatever. (laughs) Like hmm, I thought I would actually be pretty good if there were just like under like
2: If underoos,
1: yeah. If this was actually like just taking place in in like some kid's bedroom at a really weird sleepover, (laughs) and just everyone, every once in a while, it would shimmer a little bit, and you would just see like you know, an Alvin and the Chipmunks poster on the wall or something, and and... really all of the pieces of gear were just underoos and oh, like um, 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 that
0: Halloween game
1: costume quest, yeah. What else did but I play?
0: They're fighting
2: goblins.
1: I messed around. they in the in the office here. There is a, an Oculus Rift, and Have you I had? a couple things that I learned about the Oculus. Did Rift you plug by, it into
2: your Computron?
1: I, I didn't. It was plugged into another Computron here. But it was uh, it was just Rift Coaster, which is just a roller coaster built in and through uh, Epic Citadel, <laughs> that like iPhone
0: oh,
1: yeah. 3D engine demo. Oh where you're wow! Just, yeah, so it's just a roller coaster in that huh. environment. Um, the oculus rift works extremely well if your character is in a vehicle because you're just looking around and even if you were steering it wouldn't seem weird because you're not like turning, you're going to turn a vehicle which is a thing that your brain can just handle right Um, I, for a while like I was nervous because people get scared. Like I'm scared of roller coasters and people get scared when they go through a rift coaster. But it was so uncomfortable like wearing the thing with my glasses on that I couldn't get into it at all. Hmm. It also has a sort of a weird choice about the camera. And this isn't even a game, right? I mean, this is just a tech demo. But it, but it was interesting to see like, okay, so these are the kinds of decisions that you have to make if you're working with this stuff. It didn't, when the cart tipped forward, it didn't move your view forward so you had to like in order to see down the track during the big plummets you you had to look down right so it was like you are in a sort of a b-wing fighter cockpit inside the inside the the cart Uh. it turns but it doesn't move up and down like your view turns with the okay but it doesn't yaw
2: Really. Huh. it, Does it assume it that you're like it's it's effectively It doesn't yaw here.
1: or pitch with really? the with the movement of the car. Yeah, which just seems like That's weird. The, they must have they clearly thought of this because they did it on one axis but not not the other. So I don't know mm. if it was just like nauseating for them. then I played it with my glasses off and it was so much better. And what it really wanted what it made me want was just a, an Oculus a Rift with prescription mm. uh lenses in it, because it is it is deeply, deeply uncomfortable to have that thing on with glasses on. And the the cross you know, the 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 overlap in the Venn diagram between myopic nerds and people who want an Oculus rift <laughs> is a pretty significant <laughs> sure chunk of uh, that market. So maybe there's anyway, a way it to, was neat. Maybe
0: there's a way to focus it to your prescription or
2: will be. No. Not if you have any kind of astigmatism. They probably. were
1: talking about interchangeable lenses though, so that you could get so that you could get prescription lenses huh. for it,
2: I think that's going to be. Yeah, I think it'd be tricky.
1: Weird, but it, it this is it is clearly a problem that they need to solve if they're gonna. Everybody should just have
2: small glasses deep like me. Nerd yeah. market. Or get,
1: Were you able to wear it comfortably? Yeah. I <laughs> mean, mine it just presses. Remember. It presses my glasses into my eyes in such a way that my eyelashes immediately make my glasses like just Felt super in. gross and oily and impossible to look through. But doing it like it was like basically like riding a roller coaster with my glasses off. A the it wasn't uncomfortable, and B the low resolution didn't bother me, Because hmm. right? this is one of the this is one of the Fairly dev kits with dev the, kits. half the resolution of what they're saying that
2: ultimate consumer version is going to have. Um, it's interesting that the the primary sort of nauseation nauseating nauseate nauseate tricks uh, issue is latency, like the the delay between when you turn your head and mm. when the display actually turns, mm.
3: um,
2: and like the number of different ways that they are combating that, both sort of actually with with physical hardware being faster and also with like just things predictive, like predictive yeah. stuff, yeah. So,
1: you know, I think they'll they'll get to it. I mean, I, I imagine that.
3: Th-
1: someone is going to figure out just a knob that you can turn on some sort of setting that is just like turn down the nausea knob or like turn this until turn this until you stop barfing and then <laughs> leave it there and then that's your that's your sleep number for the <laughs> oculus rift and everything will be fine if you just set that to the same place
3: your
0: barf
1: number uh, well uh listen, i also played the room Two. did oh, i think yeah. you guys play the room Two? I, I did haven't...
0: i really it is... enjoyed it
1: yeah, me too. I I approached it completely differently than I approached the first one, though. Oh, and I think so? it would have been a lot more frustrating if I hadn't. I very liberally used the hint system. Oh, really? In oh, yeah? this one. Yeah. I didn't typically get past the first. I didn't typically need to go past the first hint in anything. But it's basically a sequence of rooms. And each room has a number of objects for you to interact with. And I have zero patience for like an adventure game in which I have access to four rooms and I have no idea which room I need to be in to do the next thing that I need to do mm. so it was basically like I would use the hint to figure out which thing I was supposed to be focusing on mm. and then figure out what I needed to do with that one thing and so it was just like a sort of a series of kind of easy mode simpler puzzles
3: I see my
0: my problem was more I mean it wasn't even so much a problem as just again a, a kind of a bummer. It was just that I really enjoyed that each level in the first game was a single self contained puzzle box. Whereas in this game their right. their rooms and even the last level is like so opened up it's it's like a full on escape the locked room game room. And I just I like puzzle boxes in particular so that, that was it was kind of a bummer for me that it didn't have that focus anymore but it was still Oh, uh, you really bought a beautiful. Vita, didn't you? What's that?
1: You bought a Vita, didn't you?
0: I I have ordered one. I haven't got it yet.
1: Uh okay. You got to get that uh open me up or whatever that yeah, thing is called. Yeah.
0: That's well, one of the games on the list that eventually got long enough to make getting the Vita worth it.
1: You'll wish that it didn't work the way that it did cuz it's like gosh I wish I could play this without having to like hold it up and walk around a fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> like you know. The room is the room is pretty good about simulating a an object that you can interact with. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's definitely the best, you know, room escape game I've played despite despite my my own niggling objection to it.
1: Yeah, you know, nothing else on this list is uh, super, super interesting enough to talk about. I played a little bit of You Only Get One Limb, which I think uh, Kevin yeah, did, too. I, that, that. I think that came out of the You Only Get One uh, Ludum Dare yep. jam. Uh, it's like you're like a guy who's just like a head with one, one arm <laughs> um, and all you can do is m- you have arrow keys and like spacebar to clutch and you just move the hand around sort of so you kind of fold it around it's jointed at the elbow and you kind of fold it around and you can launch yourself up into the air by kind of punching the ground and then you have to like move switches and get these rope pulleys to, to start moving and so you can grab onto them and then do crazy Tarzan uh, stuff it's, I don't know it was fun
2: it's neat. It is a neat game. Yeah. And design. it's just
1: like a just a unity browser game. It's pretty uh pretty fun. Cuz it's it's one of those things where it starts out you're like how the fuck do right you do anything. But then you eventually learn, you're like, ah, oh, okay, this is it's weird that I just like it's this weird sort of thing that video games are good at where it's this microcosm of being really bad at something and confused by it and then getting really good at it in a short amount of time because it's like this meaningless thing to be good at
2: it's a yeah it's sort of more it's more simplistic than quap and sort of more satisfying because That's it's a lot like easier to start making some progress yeah. than,
1: than it is and, and there's a lot more <clears throat> to it than you know just the
2: I got to a point where if you fell down a hole you just the level restarted. yeah, and screw, it was a long, that, like mm-hmm. that it was a long travel between those two. It I could have like, been eh. it could have been checkpointed better. yeah, <laughs> a lot better.
0: I've, I, I got as far as the Beethoven level in Dragon's Lair 2, and that that is another game that could be checkpointed better, <laughs> although I guess considering that it was designed for coin operated arcade machines, it makes right. sense business sense that they uh, didn't do that.
1: Well, um, how would you guys like to just skip the news segment? Do you have anything super important you want to talk about?
2: I was excited to talk about the uh, the castle doctrines. Oh, sort of that
0: contest—that's neat
2: contest. Yeah, yeah. I was also going to talk about Jason Roar during the the news segment, but uh, that's kind of
1: a a discussion that we could just as easily have tomorrow. I, I was—I uh, read his thing about it. his thing about sales. About yep. Steam sales and whether they're good tonight, and I took some notes about some stuff that I want to talk to about that. But this is this is running long, and I would like to do some listeners' mails because oh you would yeah we have some listeners mails. oh you would would you although uh, first we're supposed to do the assignment is that yeah yeah. Mm. yeah this assignment sucked and I didn't finish it even though I had six months well
2: did you riff did you
0: finish it uh no I I didn't play it anymore since the last time we talked about it in which I got to cabin number seven and couldn't find the key for the door underneath it.
1: Yeah, we, I missed a couple of the cabins somehow. I went from like number two to number five and apparently you just, the key is under the last note that you find. Which yeah, you is, have to find all the notes. Can be in the cabin where the... So one thing that this game did for me was it made me actually believe that you could do a moving around in 3D space. Yeah, and the not controls. Totally were gross way decent. on iOS, yeah. which was
2: good. Eh, I was constantly shooting shit by accident. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so my initial experience of this game was assuming that it was just broken, uh, because I started the game and it was just in the options screen and I could not figure out for the life of me how the hell to get it out of the options screen. And so I like looked online. I was like, what is going on here? And it's like, um, you know, rotate your thing to get it in the option screen. I was like, well, rotate your phone? F- oh, fuck. Because like, I always keep my phone oh. rotation locked. And if you do that, it just starts in the option screen and does not do anything. So you have to turn off the rotation lock, and then it will play normally. Yeah, that was a super annoying. Like, it should fucking mention that if it's going to. Be on iOS hardware where you can just be in a mode where the game is just completely unplayable. Like that oh, because it starts out in the yeah. option screen. Okay, yeah. that
1: seems like you'd want to just not do that or something. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, just there's got super, there's got to be an API for determining whether it's rotation locked or I not. I
2: have no right? idea. Like it was super balls, super super bad. <laughs> um. Yeah, you guys. So you guys didn't even get to the obnoxious parts of the game. Um, wow. <laughs> oh, good. Describe them. So. So there are a bunch of puzzles, which are kind of interesting, kind of not, like... There's, like, one actual, like, clued puzzle that you have to solve, and then a bunch of sort of, like, finding things scattered around the map kind of stuff. Is there a map? No. Like, there's a world. There's no map. Yeah. That was a thing that I would have liked, is a map. Um... But when you so for the second half of the game, basically you you begin to be plagued by enemies, and they are obnoxious. Just crates that fly at you. Yeah. So, so like yeah like that. Those are kind of funny and Do weird. Have infinite ammo. Is that? Yeah, you have infinite That's ammo. Good. It just takes a. You just have to reload. Um. So there's a guy that that will just continually respawn unless you kill him in one particular place, and then there are like you kill him in his face yeah, or yes, you in a location on the map. Oh, like Good in a, that summoning circle, maybe yes. see, I solved it. Good job. <laughs> um, and then there and then after you defeat that guy, then you are just constantly plagued by spirits that will just fucking wreck your shit until you defend until you beat the very end of the game, and it is super, super obnoxious because you you basically have to go all the way from one end of the map to the other, avoiding these things, shooting them in the face i don't i don't understand why shooting ghosts does anything but well maybe their bullets are also
1: ghosts yeah okay
2: (laughs) that could be ghost bullets um yeah so you have to do you have to like remember where the float like the upside down sort of glowing stones are go to each of them
0: is there anything organic in (sighs) gunpowder
2: i don't know is saltpeter organic Uh,
0: is that is that the stuff you get out of bat poop
2: uh, don't you yeah. get cockroaches out of bat poop? So uh, okay, I I kind of liked the atmosphere of the game. I thought yeah, the yeah. sound design was pretty good. I thought it was creepy. It um, Agreed on all counts. Um, I think Rift didn't, riff didn't think it was scary at all. No, he not thought it was all. dumb. Huh. I mean, it may I'm have just been scary. my
0: my my uh, my opinion may have been tainted by the fact that one of the first things I saw was a sign next to 11 poles, or a sign next to 12 polls saying that there were 11 polls and just concluding that either the developers or my comp- or uh, my player character could not count to 12.
1: Well, what if it was that there was actually some crazy disconnect between what you, the player, were seeing and what you, the character, were seeing? That was what super weird. It blew your fucking mm-hmm. mind, man.
2: Like, there were letters on 11 of those polls... And I, like, I spent a long time trying to figure out, like, okay, well, clearly this last 12th poll is some sort of, like, this is not a real poll, or this is some sort of like, secret or whatever, and I spent a bunch of time trying to fuck with that, and it just isn't anything, as far as I can tell. There's, there's a specific place you can stand in one of the
0: cabins, so that... To make it spell yeah, it a spell out. Yes, it says message. something like, listen to the music,
2: or something. Can you hear the music, or something, yeah. I think. Yeah. In 11 letters? Well, no eleven poles with letters. Oh. one of the poles just doesn't have any letters on it. I was like, oh, well, that must be the secret pole or whatever. But that's the it's, music pole. Yeah, fuck, I don't know. Um, There's a know, boss fight in the game. Oh, good. Yeah, this
1: game was not as scary as Year Walk, which is weird given that hmm. it, you know it. Year Walk was just a. Sort of a series of drawings mm, rather than right. an, an actual immersive environment. The, you know, there were so many dumb things in this that yeah, that it took you that, out. Really yeah, messed yeah. up the. Well,
0: I don't know why there was a car. Two hovering beds. Yeah, I I just ignored the car. I thought the hovering
1: beds were cool. Actually, like they were. Funny, I thought that those were <laughs> those were those were interesting and creepy in a in a sort of a dear Esther way. Okay, right. The fucking crates, man. <laughs> you can get killed by the crates. Yeah,
2: good. If you
1: are bad at the game <laughs> if you don't shoot them ahead of time I mean I always, I always expect there to be some gold pieces in there,
2: right right second so meantime to create was pretty pretty buy fast more,
1: uh, buy
2: more notes <sighs> yeah i I appreciated what they were trying to do. I wish that they had had a more sort of
0: i hope they give their engine to someone else to make another game, huh
2: that's interesting. Like a
1: game with robots scary robot
2: game okay scary robot game uh so what are we gonna do for next
1: so my my thing? suggestion and this is not i don't think this is a thing that i is gonna take up a ton of time um but there's an ios game that just came out called lost toys that was made by some people that we know here in san francisco and uh launched like a week ago
2: 10 days ago yeah, something like that
1: um that it's like a Rubik's cube. It's like you take a bunch of wooden, odd wooden shapes, cut them into a Rubik's cube, and then you have a limited number of moves yeah. to solve them. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't think that I am going to enjoy this game very much. But oh, yeah. I would like yeah, to. I I, I would like to of send of it, some sales their way, and I me. think that the three of us are going to have different things to I say love this game, about so. it. Yeah, and you, that's so. Riff and I will be able to point out the various ways in which you are wrong and dumb. <laughs> okay. So that's gonna be our uh, that's gonna be our assignment for next time. Lost toys for iOS, and uh, yeah, man, we should really get back into the swing of regular, regular pod I think That's possible.
2: I think we have been doing too many things, and now we can. Uh, we, we have.
1: Can... We're doing less things now because it's just a Fewer normal things. part of the year. Lesser things. <laughs> uh, hey, do you guys want to uh, some readers' to mails? Some those yeah. Things?
0: Let's get some mail. Do we have to call
1: it reader mail now that we're in Idle Thumb Studio? Sure. We're in Idle Thumb Studio now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's red curtains.
2: There's all sorts of thumbs all over the place. There's
1: Jay Allard and Salacious Chrome.
0: Yep. (laughs) Is there a wizard? Hmm. There's There's the
1: Space space Assholes. There's the Hot Dogs Best in Town 15 Cent sign that uh, good old uh, Data Vortex sent as a gift. He also sent a pretty cool hat that looks like a giant plush hot dog.
2: (laughs) There's some (laughs) shitty wizards just outside the door. If that counts.
1: Uh, So let's see. Uh, Glebe says, if I send this on December 6th, how long will it take you to read it? Wow. Uh, I don't know.
2: When is it now? (laughs) It's December 20th? 20th? 14 days. (laughs) January 22nd? It's March 20th. Dude, I don't know how long it took, Dude. Um, March
1: twentieth. <laughs> Johnny Fox says, "Can you do eggplant runs in Spelunky yet, Jake? No, I, I'm never gonna. I really only play the daily challenge. and I'm never gonna buy a present. It's just a bad. It's a bad move. What's in the present? It's bad news. It's just a random item, but it always costs too much. It's like it's not doesn't doesn't pay crime. It's like crime. Buying the present is like crime. <laughs> it does not pay.
0: So if you if you kill the shopkeeper and steal the present, is that like a double or a triple crime? Hmm." Maybe he doesn't even notice.
1: So many of my daily challenge runs are just ending when I get killed because I refuse to not rob the black market now because oh, wow. I just sort of I've crossed that threshold where I know that the game is going to be meaningless if I don't.
3: Huh.
1: Like it's not going to it's not going to up my average of top 10 highest daily challenge scores and I'm not going to make it to hell if I don't get all the bombs and all of the everything. Right. All of the power-ups from inside the black market. So it's like, well, fuck. Um, yeah, but then a lot of times I just like, all right, well, I'm going to make a move and then instantly get killed. And that's how the run ends is somewhere in the middle of the jungle, just dying in the black market. Scarfiden says, did any of you catch awesome games done quick? Thoughts? Well, we yes. shared those thoughts already. Yep. This is a pretty good listener's mail segment so far. Uh, old Jim Kenobi says, several episodes ago, I heard you guys talking up uh, talking about Netrunner, though I don't remember hearing much of your opinions on it. What did you think? It oozes flavor and is a great example of blending flavor and mechanics. Any options on LCGs in general? What does L mean? That is that that is Fantasy Flight's living card game uh, denominator, yeah. which is just it's basically a you know like a collectible card game except you buy all of the cards and they come out Rimp. in sets and there's no randomization involved in it. I need to play more Netrunner. While I was home over Christmas, I bought some of the expansions so that we could start making some decks here. When uh, when Nels Anderson is back in town, I think we we'll, we will probably get him to give us a little more advice and play with him, because he'll be excited about that. But uh, it's... I understand the game now, and I think I could play it. If somebody handed me a deck, I think I would be able to play a game. You know, not necessarily win regularly. But the idea of building a deck in it is really intimidating to me, because I don't know... And even going and, like, reading... Beginning deck building advice that uses all this terminology that I don't know what it means, huh? Which is weird. Anyway, it's it's it seems interesting and it seems fun, and I do really like the flavor of it, yeah, because absolutely. it is just such a like hokey, hokey 90s cyberpunk thing. Oh,
2: like, I don't know if that's that is hokey, the or, best th- hokey or 90s, yeah, yeah that's it's, that is the best. I agree with hokey. Riff, Riff, we agree, yes, yeah, sure, it is the best. Shadow run runs against MegaCorpse are just the best thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, except for the fucking dwarfs and orcs. I just wished Get they... over
2: it, man. Yeah, I just blend sci-fi and fantasy. It's everything I you want.
1: To... But it's you, I don't. You can
2: kill a sweet skeleton and get a sweet sword. But you could you could kill a robot skeleton and get a robo
1: vibro sword. Yeah, right. It doesn't have to be fucking magic, and it doesn't have to be like a. Like, but it's look, better because I like a it's... shaman and I like a ma- I like a magic like lightning bolt. I yeah. like it. I like it when uh-huh. you you know you call upon some sort of an earth spirit or whatever to
2: kill a fucking an elf. cyber dragons not, Man, it, come it, on, nah. it's the best. It could just be
1: a robot, and that would but be it's fine.
2: Better if it's a real dragon. <laughs>
1: I You and I are just going to have to agree to disagree about uh, this dragon.
2: You're just wrong.
1: Joseph says, how much alcohol do you guys actually drink when potting? I'm trying to start potting myself and want to set the proper lubrication levels. Eh, this is the least of your worries in getting <laughs> set up.
2: Um, I have one beer tonight.
1: Yeah. Lately, I've been feeling like they would be better if I didn't drink quite as much. I don't know that that's true. You don't? I have no idea. Is it idea. Just because you think that they're terrible no matter what?
2: No, I just think that it varies. I think your mood that day has way more bearing on what yeah, whether things are fun. True, but what I don't like is when I go back to old
1: episodes and I can just hear myself slurring Well, my that's because, because it you've happens, had too much. To do. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. But like that doesn't happen all that often. I know, but some. But the thing is, sometimes we go someplace where we don't have any control over how strong the drinks are. Right. For instance, sometimes two Margaritas. drinks is too many. Like, yes. if we go if we go to the barbecue restaurant and they don't have anything with low alcohol content on tap and I drink two sculpins, that's too many. Right. Like, two good-sized pints of, like, a 7% alcohol beer
2: is too sure. much. Or yes. cocktails. It is too
1: much beer for me to, to then go and talk coherently.
2: The days that we have uh, car- carbonated whiskey Drinks in the office. You know, I had very little of that because it happened so early. Um, mm. You know, it was all right. We also mm.
1: didn't record that night.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You just wanted to brag about carbonated whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, bonus. What are the favorite beers of the video games, hot dog guys? Mine is probably still uh,
2: Stone mm. Levitation, although I don't get as much of it as uh, mine. Depends a lot on context.
3: Mm.
2: I, I like uh, I like Torpedo as sort of a go-to. Yeah, beer. That's kind of your everyday. It thing Mm -hmm. i really like that's what we we were drinking today cali belgique as sort of a treat beer i like uh left with dinner if uh if i'm at the if you're at a place that has a left like anywhere in france yep um you know know, i
1: I drink a pbr i drink a drink a pbr almost every day a pbr yeah
0: pbr is what i will drink if i if i have to drink a beer i would prefer like a cider like a like Strongbow or Woodchuck or something, but if beer right. is what your it is. Fa- so your
1: favorite kind of beer is, you're a pussy and you don't
3: drink beer. Yeah,
0: basically. And, job, and PBR doesn't have that that terrible skunk water beer aftertaste, so I'll drink that. Or Asahi uh, uh, Super Dry, I've discovered, is also palatable in the same way.
1: There, you gotta come and get some milky porky wonder with us at the, uh. at the ramen place around the corner from the apartment, because they have Asahi on tap and uh it's also animal. they also have milky porky wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Asahi on tap is actually really good. It's For whatever reason the Asahi there is just bottled good. Um yeah, I've never I've never enjoyed that sort of beer that like, yeah, I mean, kingfisher it's or every Asahi, every continent like, has their yeah. lagers except Mexico, right? Like Cheap Mexican beer is not just the Budweiser clone. It's like the it's like the Corona or the Sol or the Pacifico, where you can put some lime in it and it actually becomes a thing that you would drink, right? Sure. It's not like like Harar, like the beer that they have at Ethiopian restaurants. That oh, we have an Ethiopian beer, but it's just like Ethiopia's version of fucking Budweiser. Like, why did you bother <laughs> exporting this? It's the same as every other every other nation's exported beer uh nips writes sweet new web form well thanks uh that is a thing you can now just submit questions directly at videogameshotdog.com i replaced the news section with an ask section because i never made it so you guys could post anything in the news section the only thing i ever posted in the news section was when a new episode came out which i then immediately posted to twitter (laughs) so you guys just follow us on twitter if you want or just come to videogameshotdog.com and submit a question bunch of people did you can also ask questions from within kol if you're most of our audience uh, on the topic of games, continues Nips. I don't think I've heard you guys really talk about shooters or FPS games much. Are they just not your thing? What are your favorites? I mean, we will play the highlights when they yeah. come out. I mean, you know, we did System Shock Two as a, as, a, as an assignment. I mean, I played through BioShock Infinite. Yeah,
0: I really enjoyed that. I've I really enjoyed uh,
2: Half Life Two.
1: Just generally, like shoot dude is not
2: Alpha Protocol's cool. Yeah, although that was that's stealth. That's RPG. Oh, just FPS, no RPG? I mean... Halo? Not being any good at them makes them less FPS.
1: Not being any good at them. See, some of us don't even know what... I don't play any of them. Any genres, I don't know. You have a Mac, so they don't come out for that. Do you sometimes play Marathon?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that was my game.
1: No it wasn't it Sure was. I mean it probably was but not for any good reason as we discovered when we fucking did that as an assignment. <laughs> Jesus Christ well, that was terrible.
0: it was awesome at the time. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean
1: it's just it is it is very unlikely that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to play a Call of Duty. I'm not going
2: to play a Battlefield. I'm not going to, you know. I would try one. I've yeah. never I've never even bothered giving it a go.
0: Not really interested in the plot of
1: that. I
2: would much rather like get some jewels from a temple, then shoot a dude in the temple. What about Uncharted? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's like both, right? Because you both get jewels and then shoot a bunch of dudes. Oh, do you?
1: I've never even uh, I've never even seen any of those because they're
2: on consoles, bro. Playstations.
1: Yeah, not gonna game on that. Uh, Charlie Pumpkins writes: "Bubble Bubble is the arcade proto spelunky. It has secret rooms that can only be accessed if certain requirements are met. There are many different power ups and items, a lot of which are random in nature. Baron von Bubba equals ghost. Discuss." This Bubble kind of Bobble? makes me want to play Bubble Bobble because... I don't remember that at all. I don't remember there being any power-ups yeah, in Bubble Bobble, just yeah. items that you collected for points. And I remember there being like a lot of different sprites, which is cool. Huh. I like a cool spot.
2: That's weird. I don't, but I'd under. have to look into that because I don't remember any of that. Yeah, let's do Bubble Bobble as an assignment one of these days. Sure. So that's put it on the list because yeah. I want to find out about secret list, rooms I mean. and,
1: and uh, Baron, Baron Von Bubba. You know what else I want to do is I want to uh, stop recording a podcast so that we can go have some dinner. Oh, yeah. I've had an excellent time recording this episode of Video Games
2: Hot Dog with you gentlemen. Yes. It's been a good show. I, too, have had an excellent time and would like the show to be more integrated with Twitter
3: but does the
1: show have an energy system can you, can you listen to 10 minutes of the show and then wait an hour and listen
3: yeah. to 10 more minutes I you guess can. if you, you only listen you to it when you poop yeah, and you sure. also poop
1: 10 minutes out of every hour
2: yeah. by which I was going to suggest that if you wanted to contact us you should tweet us at VG Talk.
1: oh I see you were actually segueing and not just making I'm sorry I stepped on your no, cool, that's,
2: cool cool joke that's fine that is fine <clears throat> also wait 10 minutes and then send us a
1: question <laughs> Oh, I'd be funny if I edited in 10 minutes of silence at that point. Uh. I mean, it will be funny. <laughs> I mean, it probably was funny when you just heard 10 minutes of silence at that point. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Really, what it was was seven minutes of silence and then a secret arg mm-hmm. clue and then three minutes of silence. <laughs>
3: Fuck,
2: you're mean.
1: All right. Uh well, so uh stick around for uh, an episode of Video Games Taco that will come out very shortly after this is published. I think I'll, I'll be minutes. within within a sure maybe minutes. We'll see. Uh and it'll just be a bounty. It will be an embarrassment of riches. It'll an be embarrassment like traveling of we said into a week the ago. past. You will be. Okay. Anyway, and we'll see you next week, having uh, having played a little bit of Lost Toys so we can talk about that, and having played some other video games that we can talk about, and having engaged in some in some consumption of some traditional video games media so that we can talk about some of that. Wow. Crazy. And then bring our own fucking entertaining insights maybe to it. Maybe we
2: will be three thousand dollars richer from Jason Rohrer's contest. Yeah, maybe we will. <laughs> maybe
1: maybe that'll finally incentivize any of us to learn how to play that garbage. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's garbage. It's not garbage. It's just really fucking complicated and super, super unfriendly. And I'm really curious as to how that's going to turn out. I mean, I feel like there are there are currently like five people that really know how to play that game hmm. and are competing against one another when they're playing it at all. Like Interesting. It, that, it, it's single-digit concurrency every time that I've ever seen it. Because, I mean, I bought it a year ago yeah. right, and it's just you know there's not there's I'm curious not, what that
2: is this week yeah. given that the, yeah, the stakes too. are yeah. higher I mean, Yeah, I've. I
1: it's been
0: like 20 or more versions since I played it
1: yeah I played it again he sent out a thing asking for specific you know like hey there's been some big changes come play this again and I kind of just had the exact same bewildered response to it that I always did which is like alright spend a bunch of time building this and then if you get killed Your testing it out yeah You have to start over. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well. If there's a way to not do that, then I wasn't able to find it in this interface. And if there's not a way to not do that, then I don't want to play this game because the game is so hostile to learning how to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to. I would like to understand it. Can I would you like raid to... Other
2: people's houses without having defended your. No, own?
1: you have to. I mean, you could just you could set something up that is just trivial for somebody to steal all your shit. So like, you can go look at other people's houses, see if you can figure out what they did that made it so you die, mm-hmm. right? But if you leave your own house in a state that you can survive with no knowledge of how the systems work, then it is just going to probably get raided by other dudes, and then all your money's gone. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do want to talk uh, next week about the his, his thing about Steam sales. Yeah, because there's just a few there's a few points that he brought up that I can see why someone would say it, but I think it's probably debatable in an interesting way with you guys. Who you know? You, you guys think about video games. You guys are you guys are good at talking about stuff, <laughs> thinking about stuff, arguing about stuff, yeah. waiting ten minutes, and then talking about some more stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait until uh, I can't wait until the next episode of Video Games Hot Dog. See you guys then. Have a great week, everybody.
3: Later.
0: Uh, <laughs> you uh, got your. Arkin stolen.